0: 904 dead life dean what's up buddy what's up man how are you i'm doing great this is uh this is the first one i uh, first new one i've recorded in like a month or
1: something sweet so that's what i saw i wanted to make sure i didn't miss anything
0: what do you mean when i was
1: looking i was going back and checking back some pre-episodes because oh, I hadn't, yeah. hadn't heard any in a while and i was like let me see
2: anybody <laughs> You like. Were like,
0: am i reaching out to this guy to record a podcast he doesn't do anymore yeah, no. Not that it hasn't happened. Yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> no, on. I was just on a trip, man. And I, and you're one of you, dude. You're one of the examples of me always say. I always say, and I'll, I'll kind of say this to 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 throw the the concrete of me me not falling on deaf ears. I always say like, if if you want to talk to me, uh, my DMs are wide open all the time. And yeah. anyone can reach out to me. Anyone can ask me any ask me any questions. It's like, I'm um, I'm super stoked that we're getting to do this. And I'm uh, yeah. and it's it's kind of like
2: off the or,
0: off the orga- organ <laughs> organic uh, contact through DMs on Twitter, which is the way. It's fine to do it that way.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, believe it or not, like uh, I was the last episode I saw. I think one of you guys were talking about somebody. I don't know who your guest was about networking and the different ways of networking and twitter by means has been my like biggest yeah for the last 10 years believe it or not and that i only use it to try to reach out to uh celebrities like yourself
0: i'm not a celebrity anyway but but i appreciate thank you thank you i mean i mean you might think so if you were to uh do a google search seeing being being like z-list famous versus like <laughs> versus like being like a dude i i take a compliment take a compliment i'll take the compliment i will absolutely <laughs> take the compliment thank you thank you thank you but no 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 like with that being said like so a little uh, a little
1: fun fact early on like i threw the frisbee to weezer years ago um here in saint augustine uh threw the frisbee the drummer patrick caught it and I harassed Patrick Scott Weezer via Twitter. Um, and like that got me to meet Scott, got me backstage and everything like that. And I am now known as the guy who threw on the Frisbee to Weezer. And from then on, like, dude, we got a mason jars of free tickets for concerts. I can't,
0: you name yeah. it. You know? awesome. Yeah. And sometimes but, you want to be on an island in the sun. Island in the. I think that could have been the hill. That could have been the song. That was actually I've been I've been doing this joke on stage for a little while now where I've been saying, like, uh, I came up with this new game where I'm going to throw you this Frisbee. Either you're going to catch the Frisbee or you and I cannot be friends. All right. And I'm calling that game Ultimatum Frisbee.
1: (laughs) I love it. Pass it. No, don't even don't even pick it up. You drop. you, You can't catch it. Next person
0: ultimatums
1: <laughs> I love it
0: <laughs> but like can you do that with your,
1: can you do it with your parents uh, like hey it, hey mom I got a new I got a new, a new game if you catch this I get this you stay my mom I <laughs> parent issues no none at all I would go to my dad first dad try to catch this oh sorry <laughs> you lose you don't have a son anymore
0: <laughs>
1: you, I got dark you lose
0: so what are the ages of your kids, man? I know you're, uh, I know, you know what like I was going to say, right? What's up? We kind of froze out there for a sec. You lose, you lose. <laughs> ah, damn. That's something that happened. All right, everybody. Thanks for, thanks for hanging with me, uh, on this new <laughs> Dean, what's up? Can you hear me, dude?
1: Hearing the record. Huh? We're back. We might be good now.
0: Yeah. So what 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 um I know I know you're kind of in the mode of like you're trying to like get more comfortable with your voice and kind of getting out there and and like getting interviewed and like talking to people and like maybe maybe uh thinking about moving from just the music that you put on spotify to being like yeah. okay now i'm gonna put a broadcast podcast up on spotify and this is kind of you di- dipping your toes in the in the waters of that huh
1: yeah definitely because as you might see i, I have a rambling problem mm-hmm. um and Ramble a lot and kind of mumble, stunner. But uh, never, I don't have any disabilities that should make me do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I get, as I've gotten older, I've gotten more confident. But the the real goal is that is to make sure my kids aren't uh, scared to get up and do stuff. Like, uh, like I've said, like, like you kind of mentioned right as we started, your DMs are open. Mm-hmm. I and I think that was three days ago, if that, right? and bada bing bada bing and yeah and, and you know like uh, i think like six people will see this later that's you know that's six more that knew about me <laughs>
2: before
1: and uh it, it's all about my kids walking in and seeing me do this and like all that music that you see uh this album i released ghost singers everybody will be thinking that's me singing it's not i've used i found them all on fiverr um if one of the songs go big they'll get some money um but uh, no, I've written I've written them all and produced them. I just uh, want my kids to know, just do stuff. You know, they have so many. I I hate to use the word hate. I hate Fortnite. I hate it, <laughs> and uh, my son is highly addicted to it. But uh, yeah,
0: that's the goal. Well, I mean, something something I always always aim for, and I think that that's a, a thing that people who who mean a lot to me have told me that they respect a lot about me is that I will not tell, talk to you about how I'm going to do things. I'll just go do them. And that's kind of like a lot of people go like, Oh, I, I, one of these days I'll put out, I'll have my own show. One of these days I'll do my own entertainment. One day I'll do this. Like you're one of those dudes who's just out there doing the thing. Who's not advertising that you're going to be something you're going to do something. You're out there just doing it, and uh, hey, mad really, respect.
1: Yeah, not even knowing really what I'm doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, fun funny story too about that. I just got, I actually got picked up from a job, for a job. Uh, when I started 904 Dab Life, I realized the cost of, you probably know, like, you want to get a cost, your own shirt, it's like 50 bucks to get paid, kind of. And uh, so, we started our own custom print business. My wife said, let's do that, so we started that, and then people started stalking me because my online presence on Instagram was so well. Um, and, uh, so they met me at an embassy and, Oh, we're starting this business. We want you to be director of apparel and gear, apparel and gear. And, uh, next thing you know, a month later, uh, I literally helped all these people get their equipment and their, uh, their office, their shop right across from A1A. And then, uh, when it came to printing day, they said, "Dean, come on." And I was like, "What's up? You guys ready?" And they're like, "Uh, you, we can't figure you out." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. That's why you hired me. That's why I'm here." And they said, "You're too unique." And I and, and what it was was I was bringing them so many people before they were ready to start business, and it was because I'm I'm ready to go. Like.
0: I put so is my it, it kind of set up like a, like a Shopify sort of like Teespring sort of, well, I don't know why my camera keeps doing that. Sorry for no, the good. people who are watching.
1: <laughs> uh, well, so 904 Dad Life uh, is, you, you know, that's just like an online. And then we've got Ancient City Apparel, uh, which is just Shopify based. And we're trying to, or it's, it's for locals. Uh, when I say locals, we live in St. John's County, Florida, St. Augustine, um, but that is the largest growing and the largest county in the state of Florida. Um, right next to Jacksonville, Florida, which is the largest landmass in the United States. Uh, so, uh, you know, we have a nice area. So my, my idea of local is Northeast Florida. And I our goal is to give people apparel, at you know, affordable apparel at a, that's quality and I can do that for five bucks. I don't care that people can hear me say that. I can do it for five. I'm going to sell it to you for $9. If you buy 10 or more and you're going to make money, I'm going to make a little bit of money. And then, you know, if people like 904 Dad Life art, go check out some of the artwork. And um, 904 Dad Life has a fun meaning behind it. If you just go and do the research, Um, it's just all positive.
0: All right. But what if I don't want to do the research? What if I'm talking to you right now? And You can tell me the, the backstory behind it, we can do that,
1: yeah. So, yeah. nine, yeah, 904 dad life. Um, started with I quit drinking. Um, how far back should we go?
0: Uh, however, far comfortable you are,
1: yeah. Okay, so I did, I didn't like drinking. I'm gonna jump to age 16 real fast, that's 20 years ago. Um, I broke my arm playing baseball. <laughs> broke my arm playing baseball. I was prescribed Lord Tabs. Uh, they, they got sick to my stomach. Uh, jumped on the school bus. This guy, Jimmy McLean, uh, he, uh, he said, hey, uh, I'll buy those from you. I said, sick. Um, my stepmom's got loads of these uh, at her house. He said, write them down. So uh, I wrote them down, came into the bus. And um, when I say that I had every drug, uh, every addict's name of drug choice on that list for this kid, I did. And uh, so that was 16. I became a a drug dealer, really not even knowing it, um, because I was running prescription runs for my stepmom and then taking the pills out of the bottles. And, you know, she's what she was prescribed for, how little she was, she was just as high as everybody I'm giving them to. And Mm -hmm. at this point, I wasn't even, I was barely smoking pot. And um, I was just in it for the money. And I, I, I was so awesome at baseball. I, I love baseball. And uh, then I, I got into surfing and smoking pot, which I still love to this day. I will I will never hate on those two things. And uh, <laughs> But one thing is, uh, one of my friends was like, hey, man, try some Xanax. and Because I, I was selling them. I was like, nah, I'm good. And it was all because we were out of weed. And that's where the gateway drug of weed is. It's like
2: you're f- – stupid
1: friends that are high on me <laughs> i was like uh and i was like oh this is just i yeah i i kind of down I, i'm chill uh so let's go a few years later that same lady pressed charges on me because i was not just taking like 15 or 20 a week i took 300 at one time um same to, lady
0: meaning the stepmom
1: my stepmom yeah so yeah. my stepmom <laughs> Um, and I was, uh, it was a felony charge of 300 Xanax, uh, possession of narcotics without prescription. And then, uh, I think that's like grand larceny theft or something. This was in 2005. So, uh, my stepmom dropped those charges, thankfully, you know, she, that was all insurance purposes. And then, uh, the great state of Florida picked those charges back up, um, uh, because they wanted to make an example. And which I, I I can't blame anybody for my past you will always hear me never blame anybody you might hear a little trickle of blame here and there or like uh, they why did these people why didn't these people do this or that you know like come to find out my mom my stepmom and dad knew I was doing this and so they let a minor do this, shit,
0: do this so they shit. were they were they were slightly enabling it, uh, highly enabling I highly <laughs> well, enabling. I was being nice and saying slightly
1: yeah no I, I uh, and my dad's retired now, so I can talk about it. And we don't very we don't speak for terms, but uh, he was civil service firefighter, so I had access to my house 24 hours a day, every other day, solo. And my friends knew that, so we had a party house. And uh, so, needless to say, uh, the state of Florida picked these charges back up, and I told the judge there in Okaloosa County to transfer me to. St. Johns County or I would end up in prison or dead and he did that and I slept in the car for about six months until I could afford to get an apartment yada yada uh man so then I get married and have kids work for the city of St. Augustine uh that was in 2012 got married 2013 so off and on there I was drinking some fireball whiskey I think came in the game who doesn't love some fireball and uh And after that, we did Fireball Whiskey. And give me one second. Great. One second. So Fireball Whiskey is very tasty. You and uh um, yeah,
0: like big red gum but a shot of whiskey <laughs> thank you and like, i was if, like if, if whiskey was big red gum that would be <laughs> that would be fireball
1: and i don't understand why nobody else agrees like like everybody says it's it's horrible that they can't stand it but no i, I they're wussies wussies thank you um so, <laughs> so what i was doing at that point so my let's like i mean my daughter um I was a very highly functional, just addict in general. Uh, my daughter was born in fifteen, two thousand fifteen, on the bathroom floor, uh, and I delivered her. Uh, she was three weeks early. Uh, my wife was in labor all day, and she she didn't know she was in labor because our our son was so pre-planned that um, you know she just had no clue because it was go to the hospital kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my body is so strong as a man. One day I took a sneeze, okay, after my daughter was born, and I uh, got the largest herniated disc, uh, in my back that the county had seen, and I was in surgery. So
0: you got a herniated disc by sneezing?
1: I sneezed. So yeah, I was uh, I was washing the dishes.
0: Mm, sneeze Louise.
1: Sneeze Louise.
0: <laughs> Literally.
1: Like, how many Louises I met? that were about 76 years old in physical therapy after the sneeze. <laughs> like they, I, it, I, I was the youngest guy in that place for so long because this guy is so manly. I was allergic to nickel as well. Um, and that's a very low percentage. If you go and check that out. And I think it's 5%. I, since you, we weren't uh, research doing research, but uh, so I had to go back into surgery.
0: So were you, being, were you saying there was a problem with your back? And with your nickel.
2: Mm. So
0: you're having a nickel back problem. Nickel. Dude, my brother would love that. We're bring
1: some nickel back. <laughs> love it. That is awesome. Why haven't I thought of that, man? I got we s we're I'm, I'm at like Nick, a whole
0: Maybe you're not talking to enough people, bro. <laughs> no, I got a song in my I mean that song just
1: started. Like I mean nickel back. That's the title <laughs> I mean, of the song. just just
0: like <laughs> Have a have a picture of you holding your back and, Look at this photograph <laughs> Don't you see the staples there Made out of nickel, yeah Totally fucked my back It's nickel back, yeah I'm just too much of a man For all this All this sneezing All the sneezing that fucked my back uh, So uh, yeah, so yeah The nickel on my back
1: um, led to um, okay, the doctor wanted to prescribe oxycontin, and uh, at this point, I probably had a lot of friends pass away from that. And I <laughs> said, I said no, don't want it. Um, needed it, so my doc, uh, my wife kind of controlled it for me. Um, but that led to more fireball because I didn't want the oxy.
0: It was like a self medicating fireball.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like I thought I could control. I would never have. I never had a handle in my house ever. I I was always at the the liquor store getting my liquor on the day, on the daily. Like they knew me. Um, So 904 Dad Life, I uh, got started pretty much with taking all the funds that were placed and all the energy from my head to drinking uh, to, I started writing children's books Um, after that like I've got two children books. If you go look, um, why no means no. And it, it, it literally is because I said, so It is like one day I just, I just was with a sober clear mind finally when I was sobering up. Um, and then I wrote cartoons, no tattoos. And it's a book kind of for kids to explain, uh, tattoos to them. Cause I've, you know, I think you've got some, I've got a chess piece. Um, and my daughter, specifically being the youngest, always looked at them, wondering what they were. So you know, thinking their cartoon stories, kind of like the wrong. I just got leg stuff. Just leg stuff, okay. Just leg stuff.
0: I don't got nothing. I don't got anything on the up on the upper body because, uh, you know, I I think it's a career career maybe choice. Yeah, it's more it's more about <clears throat> it's more about um, the wrestling career. It's more about the first impressions made by fans who show up to shows. Yeah. Like I'd rather them judge clean. me on my work. Like, and how I, how I manipulate their emotions as a, as a wrestler, as a worker, I'm going to tell these stories with my body, my body's work, not my body's art. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, a clean slate. Like, I mean, I I know exactly. It's kind of like a, uh, uh dancing.
0: I think, I think that most, I think uh, just within the last couple months has been the first time I like any fans have seen my legs because I always have big boots on, but I couldn't wear, I couldn't wear them when I had this fresh ink. Yeah. So I, I didn't wear them this last time. So people, people saw them and uh, I, I just got a text from my friend, Zach, who's like, yeah, dude, start wearing your kickers again. <laughs> and I was well, like, all right, what, uh, what's the ink if you don't mind? um well this is this one over here this is um this is the logo for my old tag team okay so this is uh this was our logo that, that I, it's also on all my all my gear
2: yeah
0: and so, uh this is just a like a, a like a lion mandala okay And this so one not, over here what's up nothing negative so far no this is the same this one right here uh me and my me and my uh siblings all have this same one okay and, uh, sure. and, uh, I got like a, the turnbuckle from a ring
2: all just meaning- because
0: meaningful stuff. Yeah. It's all, it's all just stuff that is only, and then I got a, a totem pole on the back of this leg here. That's like, you know, it's like Tee-hee. courage, wisdom, and humility. Nice. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, all that's good. At least, I mean, you know, you didn't have anything like, um, can I flip my camera?
0: Yeah, you can. Oh, maybe oh, you wait. can. Oh, I, wait, can okay. I can do
1: this. Uh, what leg is it on? All right. Can you see that? Uh,
0: yeah.
1: So, uh, that's a little tiki guy, a little Island guy. Uh-huh. And he used to be smoking a joint. Uh, and, and if you see, it now says, boom, like a gun and a flag coming out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, at one point, wanted to join the Marines. Um, well, I've tried to join the forces of all kinds, and I had to turn that little guy into uh, smoking a joint to saying, boom. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I have 420 on my chest that says, pray for surf. And then uh, in the knuckles, it has four twenty. But uh I had a good friend he's in San Diego now. I'll do shout out Dan Burke if you're in San Diego get some tattoo art by Dan Burke.
0: Um that's my he, mom's maiden name. Say what? My mom's maiden name is Burke.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah. How how is uh, it spelled?
0: Password clues if anyone's trying to hack into <laughs> my stuff my mom's maiden name is Burke.
1: Maiden name Burke. B U R E <laughs> And uh, no, so like he 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 became a tattoo artist at, when we were eighteen, nineteen, right when I came over here to St. Augustine as a felon, and I was just put whatever on me, man. You know, I had no idea tattoos would be three, four hundred dollars later. Um, I probably have three three to five grand worth of art on me, and maybe paid two or three hundred dollars. Cool, um, but uh, it's all it's all fairly meaningful stuff. Um, what what a steal! To- Is that, I I do call that a. a, a pretty gangster still actually yeah. bought my house ha- bought my house on craigslist too for anybody that hates on the craigslist oh
0: you did
1: <laughs> yeah and uh got it for 171 and the house behind me sold for 600 wow dude. <laughs> just like a month ago that's
0: yeah yeah people hated
1: us for a while on that's this some goals
0: right there <laughs> yeah and that's uh
1: goals no it's 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 uh it's it's um what it is man is being positive energy let's get to like the real cases like is uh, a big word i've learned recently is manifest um it's i hate the the sound of it because it sounds pornographic to me manifest i don't know why my wife gave the same look you just gave me is the look everybody and my wife like why do you and maybe it's because i'm mad at myself for not knowing it for so long (laughs) but um I've been manifesting for years for other people positively and, and, and for myself, not even knowing it. But if you really, um, reality is what you put out is what I'm learning. Reality is truly what you put out. And that's what I want. 904 dad life, uh, really for people to know, like all my crappy music that's out there (laughs) is, is meaningful stuff just to get my kids to know you can write, I once heard Lil Wayne years ago in the Carter album rap about mayonnaise and mustard or something like that. And I told my mom's a huge Lil Wayne fan; she loves rap. And um, that's when I was like, "You can you can rap about anything, and literally rap about anything."
0: That's that's uh, that that song is about Mayona festing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, you, Bam!
0: Right. Oh, so good. My, uh, that was a. Uh, when I was when I was younger, I was real. I was I was kind of kind of skinny, and I had I had blonde hair and and no facial hair, and and people would always say that I looked like Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah. So, me shooting you, arrows. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I mean, if somebody cooler, you you probably pick out. <laughs> is somebody cooler you could pick out. Not that I. Yeah, I'm not gonna just on Lord of the Rings.
0: What did you say? Is Legolas. <laughs> Legolas is a handsome guy. He's really like. He's handsome. I, you, yeah. You, you're, I, you didn't say. I said cool. Didn't say it was. Yeah, I mean, Legolas was the coolest part of Lord of the Rings. Like when he was killing the shit out of all those elephants and shit. Oh man, that was rad. I don't remember much else besides him like killing the shit out of a, How a bunch of. Oh, he things. was. What's that? That's how handsome he was. Yeah, not about how handsome he was, but yeah, that was the first time people were comparing me to somebody who was handsome. Before, <laughs> I, I was thinking Hercules. I'll take like, it. I'll take it. I'll take all. No. I'll take all the compliments. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm teasing.
1: I'm teasing. My my wife, I feel bad because she stopped watching Harry Potter because I was like, Harry Potter's for dorks. It's just because I can't read that long. And that's again like my defense mechanism is like hey, you're a dork,
0: go read, and then <laughs> well, tell yeah. me about it. tell me about it later, <laughs> I, dude. The amount of dork like it's like it's like subtle dork. It's subtle dork for me, like because like pro wrestling is so dorky, and like all of the things that I'm into are so dorky, but they're like such a specific niche of dork. Oh yeah, like, can, uh, I'm such a dork for stand-up comedy. I'm such a dork for pro wrestling, and like. Like Those comics? things don't get as much of a dork rap as, like, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings do. That's true. And also, true. Harry Potter's for kids, and I'm an adult. <laughs> Harry Potter's for kids. I'm an adult. I'm
1: a grown man. Look at my beard. <laughs> <kidding>. no,
0: like, <laughs> I, I, I went and saw the first one in the movie theater, and I fell asleep in the theater. And I was like, ah, yeah, I'm, I'm too adult for this. This is for children.
1: I, and I don't want to hurt people's feelings. That's how I feel with Star Wars. Like... I I cannot stand through any of the Star Wars. I've seen them all in pieces, mm-hmm. and um, but I've been that way with Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star Wars, The Notebook. I hate the, hate The Notebook. <laughs> um, uh, I but I um, just not a big movie like that type of person. Comics. I feel so bad. My son's getting into DC, Marvel, and it's very hard to keep up with that.
0: Oh, I think. The thing is, and I, I I I say this all the time, and I haven't I've been trying to like get the premise right to try to like do it on stage, but like my other friends who are comics are like, oh, it's too it's too there's too You're many gonna, parts. You'll make to, a nerd. You'll make you a nerd or something. It, well, the thing is, I think that I think that the, the the way that people say that like this is for dorks or that's for dorks or this is for dorks, no one talks about how football is for dorks oh yeah yeah so many goddamn numbers i gotta add six to to the thing and then another one like i can't do math that quick (laughs) like what do all these numbers mean buddy put
1: your boobs away i can't have sex right now playing football come on i don't care no it's it's i i literally just explained it to my son we left a halloween party and it was the florida georgia game was on the other day I walked in introduced my I dressed up like a nerd actually conveniently enough I dressed up as a nerd um and please nobody get their offense get offended by nerd dork or anything we're we're all we're dude, all dude, that
0: my audience is exclusively nerds and dorks so they they they're all self aware though so they're <laughs> like yeah we own it we know we're dorks it's- and and I think what
1: you what you, ha- what you kind of pinpoint is uh people that are into the football really don't want to admit it. And uh, that's another thing I kind of mentioned to you, 904 Dead Life, is dropping that alpha roll. So me walking in as a nerd, handshaking, guys watching this game, all j- barely wanting to dress up. And then going, I went outside, talking to their hot wives outside, uh, all dressed to character, like to T. You know, all their costumes, very awesome. About 15 minutes, I was, I'm going to go home. My son comes home later. He goes, why'd you leave? I said, dude, they're what were the dads doing? He said, watching football. I said, yeah. And does dad like football? No. I was like, what was I supposed to do? Like just sit on the couch and, uh, and, and, oh, he caught it. He, he caught it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Like sports. <laughs> I love sports. Yeah, I've never never but, been a huge sports fan. My, my mom is really into like, like we're, we're, we're from Philly. So like the Phillies were just in the world series and the Eagles are undefeated and people are freaking out about all that stuff. And I kind of don't
2: care. Yeah. Oh, because, my,
1: my mom just said, you guys are going to tear down the light poles or something. Yeah. If y'all don't win, you're going to tear down the light poles. and I
0: So, okay. We, we're not there. Well, we're not... you know what, what was to me? Like my whole, my great grandfather was an usher for the Phillies Back before the Phillies were the Phillies, they were the A's or something back then.
2: Yeah.
0: And uh so like part of being into the Philly teams is all like ingrained in in our DNA. And and like my mom and my grandmother were like super into watching the, the Eagles and the Phillies my whole life. And then uh what I got to do is I got to I got to witness my mom witness her favorite team win the Super Bowl like a couple years ago and i was like all right i don't ever have to watch any more of this ever again
1: yeah that and, and what you just said i i like that um i will I, I told you i don't like to hold on to grudges or anything but i will never uh do you watch the goldbergs at all
0: speaking of philly i've right? watched so i've watched some of it yeah
1: some of it they uh so they the dad leaves every hockey game to beat traffic no. and being from Florida, we in the 90s, the Braves kicked ass. I'm sure you knew. The Braves had – I mean, they were in every World Series, winning every playoff for baseball, talking about boring, nerdy sports, um, nine innings of yawning. Um, but they were in the World Series every year, and my dad took us – I got lost at one of the games, and he was so mad that he, we left, and I missed the, the Braves crowding the pitcher's mound – and everything going to the world series they beat the mess to go yeah and yeah that's one garage i will hold on to but uh like you say because you get you probably saw you you won't forget your mom that right. her smile and jumping and almost having a heart attack you know like yeah the, the, the,
0: that was that was super cool and it's 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 still even cool to like have that memory and yeah. have us have that conversation and her light up when she's talking about being able to see that and and around here dude it's like Like people have that final score from that game, like on the back of their cars, people are like obsessed with it around here. I love that. But (laughs) I forget what it was. Yeah,
1: (laughs) (laughs) no, no, it's funny. You're like, uh, like, but see, I would be like you, like just, it's the same with how we were talking politics earlier. Like, I don't want to get into it. I keep up just enough to fit in, like just enough so I can keep up with conversation. If I have to, because I'm a people person Mm -hmm. and I, uh, if, if, uh, people person people pleaser. If uh, if I gotta please this person by a boring conversation, I can do it. I can. I, I'll either be the worst person to be stuck in the elevator with, or the
0: best. Well, I fart a lot, so oh man, I could be the worst in the but, elevator.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, but <laughs> the, I'll, I'll give you the Phillies though, because the Houston's are cheaters,
0: bastards. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, man, Um, they, they did a whole bunch of <laughs> stealing at the last, they, they got their one world series taken away from them. Uh, for, uh, it's like, sorry, that's my like bucket. No,
1: that, that's how they
0: <laughs> do that fly over, do the fly over, like, or... what was it we we're doing? The the, the,
1: the, isn't that like the flyers thing? No, so the the Astros were cheating because they were like hitting the buckets for codes.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't I didn't I wasn't uh un, I wasn't knowledgeable enough on the whole scandal.
1: No, nope, that was just me just enough to keep up with the conversation. <clears throat> now you can. Now you can go in tomorrow with somebody and be like, I don't think the Astros should win because how they cheated last year with that bucket banging.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll probably forget about it like uh We'll try to make try to make a <laughs> reference to it later on in this conversation. I'll be like, I don't know, what are we talking about? I don't, I forget.
1: Well, it's kind of like how you were like knocking on the
0: bangos, how you start your show. Oh, the 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 the, uh, the bongos. You're talking, about, you're talking about this the sacred drum. The sacred drum. So the Astros used the sacred bucket to win the World Series last year. Have you ever heard me talk about? I mean, I'll, I'll talk oh. about why I have this. I want to hear about it more. So why I, why I, um, I'll let go to the ring with it and uh, I'll hit it before every show because um, I, my message is consistent and I think like steady as the drum, it's consistent. So I'll keep beating my drum the way I beat my drum. And I'm not, I don't plan on ever. um, I don't plan on like changing the way I do it to cater to any other kind of demographic So uh, just staying consistent in who i am and the, the drum represents that and when i when i do it when i take it to the ring with me it has to do with how this is like religion to me like i don't carry religion too much i don't have any but like this is the most sacred thing i do this is the most uh this is the most um like my most like a sacrament to anything else that's going on in life yeah that's what, uh like pro wrestling to me I've been such a fan, uh, like, you can't even say I'm a fan of wrestling. You can't say that I'm only a fan of wrestling. I'm more than that. I'm more, like, spiritually invested in what uh, pro wrestling is. And that art form has molded me as a person for a long, long time. That's evolving. That's the part oh, of yeah. it. It's it's going to keep changing who I am.
1: Yeah. No, you're you're a huge ambassador for what you love. And, you know, you, you like, you just heart, I mean, you can tell with everything that that you say, I mean, you'd see it even just talking about it now. About it, you know, um, I, you know, don't take it wrong. It's as simple as a drum can bring it out of you, of you know how much you love wrestling, and people don't realize it until you t- until you just tell me like. It, well, I think,
0: know, let's, people, let's go back, be let's like, go back to talk about manifesting here for a second. I know, right? Let's talk about manifesting a little bit more because, like, really. I mean I've I've kind of been I've I've had that in my life since I was a kid. Like my mom, my mom used to she had one tape from there was like this this whole like binder of tapes that was um have you ever heard of Abraham Hicks? Vaguely, vaguely. Okay. So it was kind of like a a spiritualism spiritualistic sort of like like channeling for manifestation kind of like changing the way you think so that you change the way your life is and my mom used to play the tapes in her car all the time when we were kids meaning like me and my my brother and sisters when we were kids she used to play that stuff and then and then as it got more um you heard of the secret you muted you muted so i can't hear you what are you saying
1: I was shut in the garage door. Uh, for sure, yeah, I've definitely seen the secret.
0: Yeah, so like the secret was kind of like an a version of what uh, Abraham Hicks and like Think and Grow Rich. If you ever heard of Napoleon Hill, yes, that's that's more about like popping, like being able to manifest a little bit more by um, by like turning your conscious thoughts into your like subconscious. So that like it so it it, it beats that drum, you know? Oh that drum, that drum beats in your in your brain, which then like sends that vibration out to attract to you what you really uh hold in your in your like like will as what I want and what I need. And I, I think that a lot of it comes from like living as if
2: nice.
0: living living as if you already have the thing that you desire the most.
1: Yep. And you that's the hardest thing to tell is actually to, to tell yourself is I, I mean like you have to like, I wake up daily. I tell my ki- like kids, like you wake up and sometimes you just roll out of bed and you got to wake up with, the, I'm going to fuck the world attitude. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to mind fuck everybody I come across and not in a negative way. It's just sometimes I don't feel up to it, but I know I'm going to go out there and do it. And, um, and it did it, it took me a lot I wish I would have figured it out a lot sooner. It's it's every day just waking up and saying I, I, dude I, I you wouldn't believe I own I own an, I own a, an apparel business out of my garage. you see it behind me mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> for like three to five grand a month
0: and uh, it, it, dude it, I, w- I want an apparel business. It, it, you just do it.
1: Go to go to GoDaddy. Find a, quick, come up with a cool name. Go get a heat press and a sublimation printer, and you start. And, and dude, you're gonna save a ton of money on your shirts.
0: Well, like what I I don't I haven't really been spending any money on shirts. Uh, I had sh- I used to get shirts printed at the at the printing place, but I just haven't done it in a long time. Now I just go through um, pro wrestling tees or like yeah. what a maneuver or teespring those shops, like people just go and order the stuff and they, they make it and they send it to them. Yeah. But it's like, what well, I get, I got like, I get like $7 per month for that.
2: No, <laughs> no well, that's well,
1: that's the same with my Spotify. When I see my songs getting 35,000 streams and then I go to my, my tune core and it's like, you got $4. Sweet. Cool. I, I'm a recording artist. So that's a producer. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that's sweet. <laughs> Um, but no, like if the cool thing too, is what I'm, I just picked up a cricket for the first time, like a week ago, dude, those little things are, are
0: amazing for man. So man, I, I really learned, I'm sorry, I cricket, uh, you got to know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. Sorry. (laughs) What is cricket? (laughs) (laughs) You know what a cricket is. I, I,
1: I, you know what a cricket is not a, a, um, a cutter cricket the cutters like a in all right um i did not let's see i don't know how to put this into uh women i don't know into men's terms
0: (laughs) i don't know (laughs) did you did you understand the ninja turtles reference that i just made or did that go right over
1: yeah no it went right over
0: okay i'm sorry in, in Ninja Turtles, the first movie, and this is yeah. me. This is my dork. This is and my I've dork. seen it. I've seen. I've seen it. In the first movie, when he's going to fight Casey Jones in the in the park, and Casey Jones pulls out a cricket bat. Okay. And then Raphael goes cricket. You gotta know what a crumpet is to understand cricket. <laughs> I give you points now. I know. I. I I feel
1: dumb. I'm sorry. I apologize.
0: But I don't really know what the cricket you're speaking of is.
1: Cricket. It's even spelled even stupid. It's C R I C U T. I have a god. You're gonna have to put a plug in for cricket. The cricket air explorer. Make it faster. Oh, so, yeah. whenever I print out my like designs on my printer, I would have to like cut it with hand, cut it with scissors and stuff like that. Um, now I can send all the designs to the Cricut, and the Cricut prints all the designs out and, uh, cuts it as well. Um, oh, cool. so then my stencils are literally just the stencil and I didn't have to do any hand cutting. So I don't need to call stalls. I don't need to call, I don't have to outsource any of my stencils. Mm-hmm. So that's again, why I can bring my costs down for locals, um, is I can, uh, I, I can do everything, and then we uh, we got an embroiderer as well, so we can embroider hats and stuff. Um, but no, man, you should look at a cricket. A cricket, it, it, it's like uh, it, it, like we're about. So, have you heard of Knights of Lights here in St. Augustine?
0: Knights of night, Knights of lights, Knights of lights. So, is that a Christmas display?
1: Yeah, Christmas display is one of the largest in the world, <laughs> and uh, it, it turned our little town into. Uh, huge um, but it was like it's like the four uh, a few years ago we got like the fourth best display in the world in National Geographic mm-hmm. and, and uh, but anyway so Cricket came up with like we're going to be able to sell a thousand different type of ornaments and Christmas ideas because you can go to Cricket and just hit design and it it's stupid what you can make man so manifesting going with manifest like you probably agree. Like, I started manifesting 904 dad life by making t shirts, making hats, making the domain, making it happen. And uh, Rob Beardack, I heard him, uh, the skateboarder, uh, say he started manifesting by the, his dream office. He printed it out and drew it and put it on the wall. And then he threw a sticker on there and he was like, That's gonna be it. And then he said, like a month later, a real estate guy called him and was like, hey, uh, you, were you still wanting that, that house up on the hill or whatever for your dream office? He's like, yeah, but that's not for like three or four years. He's like, why don't you come down to it? Yeah, let's check it out. Mm-hmm. And he's, he said he got it for like a stupid deal, like, like somebody would get on Craigslist or something. Mm-hmm. So his game plan for this office happened a lot sooner because of his manifesting. Like, Was that the Fantasy Factory? It, uh, no, no, no. This was like more recent. He has a more recent podcast season, Okay. Um, for like his like dream office now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but uh, that's when I realized I needed to improvise and start manifesting more. So, and um, I've had some health scares lately where mm-hmm. everybody's telling me to stop being a people pleaser. So I went, I went about 36 hours of stop stopping pleasing people and if the world didn't go to shit <laughs> like, my manifesting only works if i can help other people out like if i if i shut my brain off and don't think about how i can what i can do to help somebody everything goes to shit like everybody gets mad at me they get angry at everybody and uh so i flip it and i told my wife i'm sorry people pleasing has to keep going and, uh, it, it, and look, I mean,
0: I mean sometimes, to. sometimes you gotta, you know, you know, you know, you know, the limits of it, you know, like, you know, you only, you know, your own limits on it. So it's like, um, but, not, to- when you're, but not when you're an addict. So, you know, like an addict
1: has, you know, we don't know when to stop sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, famous, uh, famous Bob Saget, you know he he did a lot of stuff for addiction that he would probably you know he you know he joked a lot about sucking a lot of stuff yeah,
0: uh, yeah it, for weed for weed <laughs> for weed <Yeah>. right just <laughs> that, that was uh that he directed that didn't he direct half baked <laughs> which one half baked did you ever he, see the movie half baked never no no i'm just seeing yeah they yeah
1: yeah they just came out with, uh, they're making a part two right now actually
0: yeah I'm oh, trying- so you were joking about never seeing
1: it? Yes, sir. My sarcasm is against.
0: <sighs> I think. I think Neil Brennan just put out a new a new Netflix special.
1: Yeah, he did that. Yeah, I was trying to get his attention to be on it. I was doing stupid stuff, throwing videos out there, trying to get his attention. Um, nice. But yeah, no, he's definitely you know no half baked. Uh, <laughs> I think Bob Sackett did have part of it. Um, yeah. And If you haven't seen his thing with uh, Surfer Sterling Spencer, no, they did a uh, uh, Sterling Spencer's uh, a surfer over on the East Coast, um, really funny shit, um, but clever. But we saw Bob. I was lucky to see Bob Saget right before he passed. Uh, you know, he passed here in Or—I think—in right in Orlando. So um, I forgot where I was going at with that. I think it was not about sucking
0: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just. While we're bringing this up, and how how like history happens like yeah. that, and you get to be so lucky, I got to be so lucky to see Bob Saget on the same day. Where if you watch, if you look on YouTube, you you've probably seen this. If if you if you're into comedy like this, have you ever seen the Bill Burr rant on Philadelphia? Yeah, oh yeah, that, that viral thing. Yep, I, I was there for that. That on that same show, Bob Saget was on. That's awesome. but That's- it, it's it's real cool to like be able to go like oh, yeah i was th- i was there for a lot of these like really historic things that have happened especially like historic things that have happened in this city you know what oh, i mean yeah. things that have happened here in philly so is, uh, yeah, and that's
1: i'm where i'm in the oldest city in the nation per se you know the people argue that up and down um but we you know we I don't know. We don't get to witness history here. So I think it's about making it like, like it's just like how new movies are being made. We have to make the new history and we're doing it right now. Actually, I think (laughs) this is actually like, believe it or not. And that's kind of, yeah, it's like 904 dad life started as a third person. I don't know what the heck. And if you Google it, it says musical artist and, and I, and I, in conversation with people, I, I don't go by 904 Dad Life at all. It says it here and, and all, but, you know, it's, 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 it's Dean until people start asking about it. It's like, you know, write music. I don't, I, yeah, I own that website. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> it, it, but it, but the, what it really is is, again, and I think it, we started with what 904 Dad Life is, like the long meaning. Um, 904 has an angel meaning. And I didn't know it before I started it. It started with 904 being my area code in dad life. I'm I'm a dad. Um, 904 angel meaning. After I quit drinking, I drinking I learned means it's your response. Every everybody's own responsibility to make each day different from the next. No idea that's what that was. And the, if you look it up, you'll see the more distinct meaning. But that's pretty much what it is. The 904 angel meaning is. You know, it's, it's up to you to make tomorrow different. Very coincidental. If you ask me for somebody who's there making a website to try to change the ultimate role of what an alpha dad should be. Um, the, the main reason me and my father don't talk is uh, my son uh, is diagnosed with DMDD. It is um, pretty much bipolar in children.
0: And uh, it doesn't mean he's a dentist. No, not at all. He wasn't, he wasn't born to born a dentist not to hey, no dmd right isn't that was i was making a joke i no no i, no, I, I know
1: <laughs> i was trying to come up it was like dennis dennis well he's been asking about
0: tips lately and
1: he's nine so it's hard <laughs> like so i was trying kids. to come up I, I mean it's good i you know again i don't want to mask another other stuff but uh it, it's like i was trying you no know, i was trying to follow a joke follow come up with your how, your, how your, old is your son nine
0: and he's been asking a lot about boobies lately. Yeah. How old are your kids? I don't have any kids, dude. I, oh, you're, so I'm your family,
1: your fam, your family trip was you and your wife. No, Girl- it was
0: just me. It was me, my girlfriend, my mom, my brother, my sister, my sister's boyfriend, and my aunt. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So we were just, you know, I, I I don't have kids. I, I think, I think, um, I done State a pretty word. keep it that word being uncle yeah I'm, I'm i'm fully i'm fully good with kids but when they're not my own is when i'm the best with them
1: yeah no i i might still like that love- like, like my neighbors kids <laughs> love me more than my or i mean they like me more than my own kids <laughs> um my yeah so, i mean <laughs> kids are hard they are hard. They but they love. They love you as much as they cr- crap on you. You know, um, right. there, 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 is a,
0: there is an unconditional. It's kind of like it's like kind of like having a dog who turns into a person.
1: Yeah, it, 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 and it very much is like you. You give them whatever the hell they need and want, mm-hmm. and then at some point, hopefully eighteen. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I have a different outlook, but at eighteen is like they pop up and know how to wipe their own ass. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids are still not understanding that they don't have to tell me when they're going to the bathroom.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't. I mean, I just need. I'm just glad you're going. You're six do, and nine. Do they,
0: do they screw? Dad, wipe me.
2: <laughs> no,
1: no. I, you know, you want if you want to. If, my son might be able to help me or hear me. He he uh, I'm trying to get him to flush the toilet. Everybody in the house. I used to be if it's mellow yellow if it's yellow let it mellow brown flush it down. You know, I used to be that guy. But it, we've got too many in the house now and I've been trying to catch who it is. And it's my son and I know because there's toilet paper in there with piss. And you ask me why? My son's a penis wiper. And I and, and I'm asking him, "Yeah, he he's a penis tip wiper and I don't know where he got that."
2: Hmm. And Maybe, I,
0: maybe, maybe did like maybe is there, a, you know, maybe he's around. Maybe he took some influence from <laughs> some ladies or something.
1: Well, no, I mean because like it, I, he was I, having a son was very easy to potty train because we could go off the back porch, up you know up to a certain point, and 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 do that, and then we just kind of moved it into into the bathroom. That was like realistically how that worked. Um, with my daughter, I it was. Forever. And I asked a friend who had kids and he said I had to squat for years because he had two daughters, he squatted every time he went to the bathroom. And I, I said I that, that's weird. Um I don't do that. I don't know where he picked that up at. <laughs> and uh, I asked him if it's scared like he's gonna drip. And you, know, you just you just shake it a few times. It's not too, you know. And, but one time, shake it once.
0: But dude. I have to. I have to admit. When they, whenever anybody would say like shake it three times and you're playing with it, I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to get the the pee off it. Like, how is that playing with it? I think whoever came up with that was just insecure about being around other men who are touching their own ding dongs. Uh, just some some weird some weird homophobes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think
1: you're right because one shake does not do it.
0: Nope, doesn't cut it. And I and I've
1: told him it's not like I've made in there like I haven't busted him I've just like asked him like dude and he was like yeah I was like why just like and but what just aggravates me is that it's the build up of, of pee that's happening in there and so much toilet paper that's being
0: wasted I don't know um well he wasn't bringing toilet paper out on the back deck with him that's what I'm saying and I don't know where he got.
1: I don't know where the, where the kids pick up these, these tendencies, um, well. <laughs> but going, going back to his, the thing, you know, like his DMDD is bipolar and children.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I went to my father cause the, again, 904 dad life dropped the alpha roll. Um, hey dad, uh, Bodie, he's just, he's back talking, does not want to listen. What did you do with Jason? Our brother, my brother, like, I remember a story when he went to Disney World, couldn't get him some ears, and he just pitched a fit. And when I say, like, bipolar in children, I mean my son spit in my face when he was five because he couldn't get cotton candy at a strawberry festival. And it's just escalated to now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's a very strong kid. and uh, But I went to my dad, like, hey, hey, what can I do? He said, it sounds like you need to spend three nights in jail. I think you know what that means. <laughs>
0: yeah just punishment like just keep him in his room or something right
1: yeah it, it, 90s punishment mm-hmm. with, with a black belt and, and and you know but that's not how i think we need to really go about it you can't go about it these days unfortunately um like i said my wife's an adoption specialist for the county i've got dcf you know right. paranoia like crazy uh-huh and we are phenomenal parents and i and and People can argue with me up and down about that, and I'll take them. Uh, I'll uh, I'll fight them about it. I'm am the I'm the best dad anybody will come across, and I've gone through uh, three psychiatrists, three psychologists uh, to argue with me. That they shrug like,
2: yeah, we don't know what to say, <laughs>
1: and we we don't know what to do with your son because people are wrong. People a are scared to ask questions and scared to do their own research. And they're squared. They're scared to go against authority, which to people, doctors are authority just like police officers are authority. You know, like they're have- all
0: people. They're all people. They're all, they're all flawed individuals, just like all of us. But you need their signature for stuff, you know, for, for- my, my signature is more valuable to me than yeah. strangers.
1: No. So for when, for where I'm getting at is like for yeah. dad, you need for medications or, or even therapy. For, mm-hmm. so, so to get like a certain therapy, ABA therapy, uh, you have to have certain diagnoses um, for your children to get these. And um, I fought hard and did all the research to find this in my son. But what it is, is like, if I would, I was, I was already doing the advice my father did. I was trying to over alpha my son and it was doing nothing because the kid's disorder is stronger than that. You know, Uh, all it is is going to make him not like me. Just like I don't like Michael. Like I'm only calling him my dad for the show's purpose. But when I walk inside my house, he's known as Michael. Like he's not grandpa Michael anymore. He's Michael uh, Mm -hmm. because he told me to beat the shit out of my son. And when I said, come on, you got to have better advice. He bowed up to me, and, and I said, "Hey, Dad, just relax, you know. Like, you know, I never, I'm never saying you were a bad father, like, you know." And he got so offensive because I asked him to drop his alpha. And if you uh, you might notice this sometimes, if you try to show emotions to a guy who's super alpha, try it the next time you're in the gym. Just walk up to the guy and be like, "Hey, how's it going today?" What do you mean? You know, like seriously, man. How are you? How's it going today? I complimented <laughs> a guy on his pants once, and I almost got the crap beat out of me. Literally, because I complimented his pants, and 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 that's that's an issue. You know, like,
0: think, guys are. I think the dude don't get that toxic alpha shit with me very much. Anymore. I wouldn't get like I wouldn't get it from you because I, I think you are. You know what I'm saying? A people don't people example. don't feed that to me. Like people don't respond with things I say or do. In a toxic alpha way, because because yeah. um, like I'm, I'm I'm like too chill for it. I'm exactly. too like I'm too like I, it, it bounces right off, and it for sure isn't going to affect me in any way. Like when the only time anyone's ever trying to be shitty with me is like road rage shit when people <laughs> when people honk at me on the road, and I'm like, ease down, ease yeah. it, just oh,
2: calm yeah. down. We're all smi- going to
1: get where we're supposed to go. A big smile. Um, like my, my dad has my whole life told me you're not my son, not my son. There's no way you could be my son because I had emotions and I smile. Like I have, I would, I, I just have, if you don't know, it's like s- stupid smile on my face. I had a boss that said, man, you have a face that just makes people want to fuck with. And I, I understand it, but I love it because it makes people want to fuck with. Because it makes them get their anger, their tension out. And I'm, my personality is, if you haven't seen the sarcasm, I I can take it. Like nobody will hurt my feelings as much as an older brother can hurt yours. You know, like I've been, I, I've been through it. I've been through way too much for some stranger to hurt my feelings. Where if it if it makes their day better to talk shit to me, go for it. Because I'll, I'll say something. I'll you know, pull one of those darts out that we were talking about.
0: The fucking got that these whip. darts in the quiver.
1: I'm, I'm, I've accidentally cut old ladies offline in Walmart and gotten attacked. And all you can do is say, happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy holidays.
0: And what is, what's a, it's a funny thing. And please, please tell me if you've heard it and if you haven't. Uh, and you're about to hear it for the first time. Feel free to absolutely use this. You can say you can say that you got it from me if you want, but if you forget to give me credit, cool, just use it. But I've always wanted to live the type of life where if I wasn't me, I'd wish I was. Okay, that's that's the type of life I've been living. So like, whenever it comes to somebody like meeting me with a certain energy, I'll 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 really just kind of like grab it, and I'll be like, you didn't mean that.
1: Like, that's, no dude that's awesome Have you, and, you, you tremendously trademarked that <laughs> like if I if I come back when I come back dead I, you know I, I'm trying to come you, you trademark that into a way of that is awesome no like, it, like if you can't tell how much I would like I'm trying to absorb it is well my mom my mom said something today the, or the other day to me it was like inside yourself inside yourself you live alone and if you think about that, it's and it's a very sad thing, but it's not at the same time So my mom, like once you're OK to live within the, inside yourself alone, you can make yourself very peaceful inside. But if you can't be peaceful inside yourself, then you can't, you know, then you're going to be an unhappy person. Um, so kind of like what you just said, you know, like I I truly believe what you just said. I want to come back as myself a lot more handsome, you know, maybe like, uh, not Hercules, that dorky you want, set up here. You,
0: you want to look like <laughs> me? Is that what you're trying to say? In a low-key, low-key type way. In a low-key way, Corey Castle is going to <laughs> Yes.
2: Well, and if,
1: you know, if anybody has their way, that would be sooner or later, but, uh. I hope not. You know, like you know, in all of what this episode I think has really came for you is like a good manifest, positive like it, look where people can go like I'm in a garage right now talking to Corey Castle and he's still talking to me after me- messing up his name earlier. <laughs> um, I him a dork multiple times and the smile hasn't left your face, man, and I love yeah. it. Your it doesn't affect me.
0: Your energy. Like, my, my, uh, my name can be mispronounced or misspelled and uh it's not going to be the first time that's ever happened it's going to for sure be the one millionth time that's happened to me and i i don't have time to take that stuff personally because dude i got so much so much Uh, here's another thing i say all the time and for sure use it (laughs) use it if it applies use it for sure but i always say we waste too many right now's on right now's that already happened that we'll never get back. Yep. So, so like I have so many more right now's that I can enjoy and I can't, I, I I mean, I, I do find myself like festering on stuff, but, uh, but like my gratitude, my gratitude can overcome that. My gratitude for all the blessings that I have or all the things that I've manifested, all the things that I created. And, uh,
1: I, I, that's what i tell my kids we waste mississippis on arguing or explaining stuff and 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 i think you get that like one mississippi two mississippi
0: i under, totally understood what you saying by wasting mississippis and it's they don't i i
1: just can't wait for the day that they understand how long why do they why is instagram stories 15 seconds they're 15 mississippis that's mm-hmm. enough that's enough to tell to get your you know once more people have your attitude and accept more people like me onto their shows and stuff, instead of like doing a whole, Oh, what's your background and this and that. And like, no, I could do the research. Tell me, like, I love how you were like, no, tell me. And instead we, we both, we, you know, we BS around about some cool stuff.
2: Yeah. And
1: actually,
0: I'd I'd rather us in real time, learn it to, you know what I mean? Like, so not just me learning it now, but it's like, whoever in this might be valuable for because i yeah. i i live um part part of what when i started the show was um i had um my i've told the story on the sh- on the podcast a bunch of times so if anybody's heard it a million times this will be your million and one time uh but i i uh i i started this show and 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 my mom my mom told me that she had she had burned all this stuff onto a, 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 a CD uh, these old voicemails that were left from, from her phone that were uh, from her best friend who had just passed away and her mom who had passed away. And she was like, you know how, when people die, you kind of forget what their voice sounds like. And I was like, yeah, I don't want that for me. I uh, want, I want you to be able to experience the, like the genuine me. So like, I want a lot of stuff on the record who I really am. And that's part of like what, evolving with Corey Castle is it's not just my name in the show because I'm the host it's my name because like you can listen from the start to who I used to be when this started when I was 33 years old and and like get to where you know I'll do this for the rest of my life and and kind of get an idea of like here's the start and here's the you know because like I think the part of the saying is like when you stop evolving you start die, or when you start when you stop evolving you start to die correct yeah uh, it's. I think, and
1: I, I really don't think I have started evolving until I quit, until my wife sobered me up, made me sober up. You know, like, like I said, I in the past almost three years, I've written two, published two children books, multiple. You know, I put an album out, multiple songs, um, and just better. Better outlook on life, like more positive outlook on like I'm actually living life. And when I get mad, people are like, "My mom's so worried." I'm gonna grab a beer because I think you're kind of like me. You sound like a little and take this as nicely as me. Like I'm a mama's boy, and um, I I will always be a mama's boy. Well, uh,
0: what you were saying about like your dad and stuff, uh, and uh, I I wasn't raised by my dad. My mom raised me fully by herself. She had four kids, single mom. Like, she inspired the shit out of me growing oh, up. And, like, look at how much she was able to accomplish, how much she was able to manifest just like with, like, she was, and all in the while, breaking all these generational chains that her siblings have not broken. And yeah. we get to see that now. We get to watch that happen in real time. I'm like, I, I always focus back on the gratitude that I have for the type of person she turned me into. And that's, it's a, it's a funny thing too, because like I I will eventually here and there, not, not very much. I'd say like once a year or something, I'll have a conversation with my father. Maybe once every, like, it'll be like, here's, here's like three or four years where we didn't talk. And then we talk again and we go, Oh, we should do this more often. And then we don't. Yeah. You know, (laughs) like that's just the way it goes. And nobody's feelings are hurt. Right. And and he and he'll uh, he, he had a conversation and I, I've probably brought this up on the show before, but this this is like pretty super vulnerable and uh and uh, he he had, he 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 listened and I don't think I've even talked to everybody about this, but uh, he I had my mom on my podcast, my dad listened to that episode, of course, right, and he called me to fact check all that stuff and tell me all the parts where my mom was lying and like calling me, calling me weird for wanting to broadcast my personal life on the internet. Like, I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not like, the thing is, I look at my podcast as a a record. Mm -hmm. I look at it as like a timestamp in who I am in this very moment and what I'm consuming and how I'm evolving. And that, so to like me, a, anybody, anybody a who would anybody who would listen to it would have to go way out of their way and really make an effort to care enough to listen the whole time. That's why I always say how grateful I am to anybody who consumes anything I put out because they've had to put an effort. You can't just can't just read it on a Facebook status because I don't really do that. That's not yeah. that's not a, I don't do like I do tweets, but like not a ton.
1: Yeah. And uh, no, I get what you're saying. He he went out of his way.
0: Right,
1: to go look at to go find your episode and listen to it, and nitpick,
0: and then then he then he confronted me. Yeah, Uh, he he confronted me and he said, "What do you think happened between you and between me and your mother?" And I said, "What do I think happened, bro? I was there, (laughs) I saw what happened. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't some, I wasn't some dumb kid. I understood that you were an abusive asshole, and my mom." Was doing what was best for us to leave you. Mm -hmm. I got that. I got all that. Like, I'm gonna be real blunt with you and talk about how, like, yes, you were an asshole. And, like, to us, children who had no idea of what, like, humans were like in the world, you're supposed to be our example. And you're here objectifying our mother in front of us and maybe talking bad about her or maybe, like, yelling at us. And, Mm -hmm. like, I, like, Called him out on all his crap, and he was then saying how proud he is of the man I turned into. And I'm like, I, I get all- it, I get it, dude. But like, you have to understand, you not being around is what turned me into that. I wouldn't be who I was if you didn't leave. I needed you not to be around as much as those other kids needed you to be around. And when he, when, and this is something I've never talked about in this. I talked to my brothers. I talked to my, my little brothers who he raised. And he has not been a, he has not been a good Robot. father to them at all. And they still live with the the like the anger and the, the like the, the self-hatred for the way that they tolerated the abuse that he gave them. And my brother my brother called me. I, I, I don't even know if I want to really get too far into the details on this, but right. he, um he, this is your show, remember what's that? It's your show. Remember? Yeah. He, he was like, you know, he was calling me. um He was crying and he was talking to me about how, like, how, like he, he treats his kids like shit, just like our dad treated us. Yep, And I'm like, you have the faculty to know that you can break that chain and stop doing that. And he was like, I'm just so angry. I don't know how to not be really angry. And I'm like, practice patience, yep. figure out ways to be more patient. Think about what would, what would, what would Corey Castle, what would James <laughs> do? What would James do in a situation like this? Yeah. Like, maybe look at, look at some of the people who you could be inspired by. Yeah. And not take the inspiration from uh the, our dad who has always been abusive to you and still is abusive to you when you're 30.
1: Yeah, like, oh yeah, no. And that's 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 what I that's what I take is like you can't even respect a man. And you've you've always like me as a man, you can't respect me. And that's what I think hurt me the most for my final draw with him. Um I'm the younger of an older brother who had a bad experience with my father. Like he considers him dead. I don't consider him dead. He's, he, he literally lives five or six miles down the road from both of us. And the relationship is one thing I think that's comparable to my brother and you Mm -hmm. is my, so my brother is uh, five years older than me and he is single. He's 41 uh, bar manager uh, uh, single has a tw- yeah, I mean say single but he has a 26 year old girlfriend okay so he's living life not married no kids when I go to him for advice because I don't want I can't go to my father uh, his advice is great advice to chill out to mm-hmm. get patients but the real the real fact of the matter is he he doesn't know what it's like to actually have a a, a woman at home with because that's that's the whole issue is we have three your your brother has if he's married or i don't know if he's got a you know another lady in the house but it's it's like you have
0: he lives with his his girlfriend yeah
1: okay if there's another parent involved or another person making Mm -hmm. the child's decisions and you come from two separate lifestyles it is so hard to uh to to come to, to reconcile, to grow this child to be perfection. That's
0: why nobody's perfect.
1: Um, my, my wife, like I said, her, every, every family member in her family has their masters.
2: My mom,
1: 15 years ago, would not be able to watch my children the way she does today. She sees them almost every day. Like I said, I'm a mama's boy. But when I was a mama's boy, I was sitting next to my mom watching her roll do when Bill Clinton was getting elected president. And hey, what if the president walked in right now? He's she. I would ask if he'd want do doobie, like if he'd want a pup. I don't. I didn't inhale. I didn't inhale. You know, I. I don't. I don't really. And then, but at that point, my dad's at the firehouse. So, but that you know. And then you have my brother, who knows what my mom is doing is wrong. He knows my dad is actually the positive role model in the household, but he's not in the house because he had to work two jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it got to a point where he got older and my dad seemed to be jealous of my brother because my dad couldn't be young, single with the kids, you know. He was then divorced, old. And it's, just, it's a sad turnaround to when, a, when your sons want to come for advice. And like I told my dad, You're, you were a good father. So give me some good advice besides whooping, you know, besides whooping the ass, because you didn't just whoop the ass, but um, well,
0: like that's, and I, I don't think enough fathers who did beat kids understand the type of trauma that they're creating. The type of like, uh, my my little sister, I was eleven when she was born, so like I went through the like kind of being a dad thing and like raising like seeing a kid and raising them from the time I was a teenager I was always always I would, did the diapers thing the walking thing the potty training thing did all that don't need to do it again <laughs> no and also, wonder that. I was just supposed to say no wonder you don't need to right like my but then, and then I also go into the fact that like the the type of person my sister turned into be like the type of person she is uh I'm so proud of it. I'm so yeah. proud of her. And she's that way you. And, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, have a kid and then have them not be as great as she is and be like, but, what happened? No, but I mean, you did it.
1: Like, right. I mean, and, and that I'm going to go back real fast to 904 dad life is like, I, I try to tell my brother all the time, the 904 dad life. If you, it, I've got a few songs out there. It, it doesn't matter if you're a gamer a sports person, an uncle, a friend, because I've got friends that I call uncles, you know, like, like I said, you're, you're going to be uncle Corey from now on, whether you like it or not, you're uncle Corey. You've already, you, you met my daughter before the show. I don't know if you you met my son. I don't know if he walked in, uh, my wife, you, if I call you Corey, you're nobody. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I'm sorry, but you, we've, we've passed an hour of talking you're now mm-hmm. Uncle Cory, where you've met my kids. And yeah. uh, my brother proved the other day. I said, I said, you know, do you know, how many phone numbers do you know offhand in the top of your head?
0: Uh, two, maybe. The, probably, and uh, probably your mom. My mom? My phone number. <laughs> your mom? Your phone. My, phone number, my mom's phone number and my mom's phone number. that's it. <laughs>
1: um, so I know my brother's, and then I know my phone number and my wife's. And, uh, so I, I, I said, watch this. I called like three, to- my wife got stuck the other day and, uh, I called three tow companies and they, they, they were busy. So I said, watch this guys. I said, this is a prime example of how uncle Jason will come through no matter what. Cause I think I just pissed him off like a day or two about something stupid. So I call him up you 980. Know, I know his phone number. But...
0: Right, where are you at? Are you, are you giving us, are you giving us Jason's phone number over the, on the air right now? <laughs> I blah blah blah. at the end. Blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> Go ahead. <I'm> sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I but bl- but within fifteen minutes the dude's there and is he mad at me? Yeah, because he doesn't like to wake up at nine o'clock to come deal with a wife who's on her way to Target and got stuck in a hole. Like uh, yeah, but he. It- so I'm there and and as he's tying the truck, I put my arm on his shoulder. <laughs> you know, you're like, well, I said thank you. I just told my kids how big of a hero you will always be to us. He goes, shut up, stop talking. He can't take the compliment. I'm like Jason, stop. I was like, you know, Dad. He's like, don't you say that name. It's <laughs> like, Jason, you're just, you know, that's just a prime. And you're gotta your put sister, down that weight. Put down the weight of, yeah. of said, the, let, the, let me compliment the you. you know? Yeah, but your sister will look at you i bet you're one of the phone numbers she knows by heart
0: yeah it's only a couple digits off of my mom's phone number though. that <laughs> i mean it, so you see your turn, you're you
1: you're doing what i you, what i do and what he was doing you don't want to take the compliment like you you oh. would be her go-to that number and if that phone got lost she could call you mm-hmm. and you know i think you know she would call you and that's what 904 dad life's so like. You're in Philly, you're a 904 dad life. You don't, you're, you're a 904 dad, whether you like it.
0: 215, 215 dad life.
1: Yeah. I mean, anybody, that was actually the main goal was like, I was going to have little hub shops all over the United States and, and get ambassadors for everywhere. But there's way too many area codes out there.
2: Yeah,
0: too many area codes.
1: I decided to let Google uh, take control of 904 dead life and make it a musical artist influencer <laughs> dude
0: do, do, do you know and, and i've been meaning to ask you about this do you know of nako nako bear yeah do you know that music yeah nako, and you know satsang and stuff i do okay because th- those are those are uh those are some of my favorite artists those are yeah. like my go-to jams
1: yeah really good really good stuff and i mean I'm all over the board. I okay. I, I I mean, it, I don't know if you listen to any of my music. Some there's some parodies and stuff like that. I that
0: listened I, to a few, uh, like a, a few, here and there. But I knew I've, I, I kind of figured because like this, the singers all sounded different. So I figured it wasn't you. And I was did. like, I I, wanna, I don't want to um, get too like invested in figuring this all out, and then be asking you the wrong kinds of questions or something.
1: You know no, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So no, the title ghost singers is that exactly. So it's titled ghost singers cause they're all ghost singers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, one guy is a Johnny cash, uh, impersonator out in Vegas. And mm-hmm. then, uh, actually one of the girls who does a little more mad than sad is from Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. No matter how big that song goes, she will not give me her name for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh Uh, The other guy is up in – he's up in your neck of the woods. It might be Philly or – excuse me. uh, I don't want to say Boston. I'll have to look more into it. But he's actually Muslim, and he does all this rapping. If you listen to, like, Fortnite discs
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and uh, what is it, he's a rapper, and it's all under-the-table rapping. And he's going through some shit where, like, his wife is leaving him because – and, he's, and with their religion, that's a very serious, like, I don't know. Um, but and then uh, some, a few of the other songs are sang by guys in Nigeria. And then a guy in Brazil sings another one. So it's just linked all over. Fiverr's amazing. If you don't use it, you should You could make some money on there, too. But uh, no, that's what Ghost Singers is. Like, it's just to make music to show my kids, look, you um, can do it
0: my girlfriend my girlfriend is a really great singer if you want to try I, to commission her for something that would be
2: fun
1: i know I, I do like i've been trying to get this song a little more mad than sad because it means a lot it's about um my friend kevin who who uh who overdosed on uh fentanyl uh-huh. but he you know um and we're all a little more mad than sad and if you look it up if she would lo- if she wants to sing that song and wants to make it sing it public like that's what i want i want it to be heard from somebody i want to well, see somebody sing it to a crowd
0: i'll i'll i'll, I'll only say this because uh, no one else is in this room yeah if you want to check if you want to check out her singing if you have yeah. netflix go yeah. to go to there's a, a singing show on netflix called sing on she's on episode two of that show
1: sing on when well uh, I mean nobody's in the room what name am I looking up?
0: Alyssa? Alyssa. Okay. Alyssa sing on. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell nobody. No. Don't tell anybody I was putting over my girlfriend. No. She's, you,
1: she's very
0: talented.
1: Have you seen Key and Pill? You know Key and, Key Pill?
0: and Pill? Yeah,
2: dude. Hey. Wait wait wait, wait. wait.
1: wait. My wife is such a Yeah.
0: Well, you said bitch though. I was like And they took Why like it say
1: anything. Get back in the house. <laughs> no, I mean, but no, like, um, if she did, uh, I'm gonna send you the link over, um, uh, because I the girl, like I said, she won't sing it. She can't. She's in Afghanistan. That song is beautiful, but if I, like, if your girlfriend likes it and wants to put some heart behind it. I would love it. Like there needs to be just a little, I actually had a, another version. It's called Kevin's song that has a guy sing it that I have a guy sing it, but he sounds like he's trying to Ozzy Osbourne it mixture queen.
0: Um, so, so are you, are you not confident with, with your voice? Do you, are you like, cause I know when it even came to like wanting to be guests on podcasts and stuff like that, and you were like i'm just kind of getting comfortable with my voice and stuff does that also translate to singing is it something like have you um have you never never have you never sang publicly before
1: i did chorus. you know we all i don't i guess my my I asked my son today he doesn't do chorus, but i did chorus for a long time so i would love to sing but i would love to be a motivational speaker and eventually when i consider myself success full enough to be a motivational speaker cuz i like i said i've got a i've got a, a a life story that i think can uplift teenagers especially and young men um be, that we just live in a in, in a crazy world right now and, it ha- and 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 fortunately everybody can be accepted and there's still people out there that don't believe that you know mm-hmm. they don't believe it so when I am saying comfortable with my voice more so like, you know, I, I admire your, your up comedy. Um, I can't tell you how many times I, I get off the toilet or out of the shower and I walk over to my wife and I say, all right, here's a new bit for my standup up (laughs) And, 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 you know, I, I, I I spit it out and it's, it's so sad stuff. It's stuff that people would cry about, but to me, it's, it's so funny. Like, it's just, like my mom wants a piece of the pie it doesn't matter what flavor the pie is and when i say that like i could walk over to my mom's house and be smoking a joint Mm -hmm. and um be like here mom and she will take it smoke it put it out and there's no question that joints hers now for later and uh you know um
0: (laughs) i have a very similar thing uh um (laughs) <laughs> my girlfriend threw a, like a birthday party for her dad. Uh, her, her, a birthday party for her dad last year, I guess. And I, I and I, I packed the cone up, I put it in a little dube tube and I was like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, go smoke this with her dad. Right. We were in the backyard and I was like, yo, I got this for us for us to smoke together. Right. And he was like, I'll just do it later. And he put it in his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What did you do that? <laughs> I was like, that was for us to do together.
1: Yeah. No. You, did you call him out? Or did you let him keep it?
0: No, I was like, you know, just let me have a couple hits of that real quick. And you then <laughs> put it in your pocket and smoke it later. All
1: right. Good. Yeah. Cause
0: I, I it, it,
1: I'm at a point with my father in all. Me and my wife have been together like 16 years now, uh, mm-hmm. 10 married, but like, I'm at the point where if that happened in the beginning, I would have been like, huh, All right, that was weird. Like, I don't know if that's getting stomped on later or like, but now that he like, he shut off our relationship because I wouldn't go get him any. So, yeah, that's how that or not shut off the relationship, shut up the communication for that. Like, we're not pot friends anymore because I wouldn't buy him pot on his time. Like, I couldn't get it that day. It was a bad Mm time.
0: It's, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. Us, us, us talking about kind of like that, that like man shit, like um, to me, I didn't have, like, I didn't have a dad growing up. I grew up with a gay brother and two sisters okay. and a mom. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a, I didn't have a, a like a, a role model, like a male role model until, until I started like training to be a wrestler. And yeah. then the, like trainers, really, were like father figures to me. They're showing me what like man, like man shit is. Well, like as, and toughness, and, I got a lot of that from my let's trainers.
1: Reverse, let's
0: reverse I don't mean to interrupt,
1: but let's reverse it. What the stereotypical role of man is, right? mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Stereotypical type man stuff. <laughs> no, because, like we say you i mean we're saying all that you know, tough what is is manly stuff but what about the accountant down the street that's make that's going to work every day for his wife and kids in the 70s you know mm-hmm. uh, you know or you know all those you know all the, as much as we hate political people yeah, yeah, there there's you know all the nerds and dorks out there that are men who get made fun of because they're dorky men Mm -hmm. You know, and that's just going back in the day. Now, now, like I said, nowadays, people were more fortunate where everybody's accepted. Um, But like you said, you know, it took you a while to learn to find a man that you felt like that's my role. These guys are my role models
0: as men. I didn't I didn't call myself a man. I wouldn't refer to myself as a man till like till I was like 35 years old. Like it took me a long time. So, you know, it's it's still that not it i wouldn't say it's brand new but i i took it as i'm like if i what this goes back to the whole like if i wasn't me i'd wish i was so i want to make sure i'm the type of man that other people can see and be like i want to be like that yeah and uh that that's part of like why i i why i go ahead and beat the drum that's why i go ahead and and do a lot of the things that I do instead of just telling people I'm going to do those things. Exactly. And, I, and another thing I, I constantly say, which for sure, take this if it applies that I'm super careful about the way I advertise myself. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you I'm smart. I'm not going to tell you I'm funny because if I tell you I'm smart and I tell you I'm funny and we're talking, yeah. say an hour and a half and I haven't said anything funny and I haven't said anything smart. Not only am I not funny or smart, I'm a liar. And I, yep. <laughs> So, I, I'm really careful about the type of ways I advertise. So, if I, uh, if I, I, I never say
1: 100%. I've been in a hospitality where I'm in the hospitality field. So, I, I, I've never, i never, I, I can't 100% do that for you, but I, I will definitely say I 98% can do that for you because I don't want to make look a fool, you know? And I get the same thing.
0: Um, I mean, I'm, a, I'm in the hospitality business too, man. I'm a server, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a waiter. at the, TGI Fridays, bro. You,
1: ours burnt down.
0: How, oh, dude? <laughs> ours burnt down to the ground. That's, that's the most Florida shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> ours burnt
1: down. <laughs> no, they replaced it with the Buffalo Wild Wings.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: No, um, Florida. No, I mean hospitality is it's 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 tough. It is really tough, but I love it because. Mine was uh, hotels, host- mm-hmm. you know, hotels and stuff like that. And if, if people are like, oh, these, this hotel doesn't look like the pictures, like, you know, mm-hmm. you you hear shit from the the, uh, the kitchen, you know, like, oh, you, like as if you didn't cook the food to temperature for right. them, you right. know, right. It, it, all you did was you went outside and smoked a joint and waited a little bit to get their food. So, you, you know, you can blame it on the chef. But me me the pictures you know of these hotels people be like this hotel does not look any it's but I love turning smiles around man it's 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 just that's what hospitality is about for me and when people are pissed off and then they're laughing it's awesome
0: yeah I mean that's that's part of like I think I don't I don't I don't I don't um when I'm like having tables or anything I don't like go and tell people, Hey, I'm a podcaster. Hey, I'm a comedian. Hey, I'm a pro wrestler. I don't tell them any of that stuff. So like, I'll like, I would rather, and this is like something really cool that I used to have that I don't have anymore. The The coworker that this coworker that I used to have, who has been on the podcast, uh, he would go up and be like, like he would go whisper to the, to my table, be like, do you know who your server is? And then well, like, and then like Google Google Corey Castle and show them the results, and then they'd be like, "Oh!" And then they'd come over and they'd like be like, "Oh my what? Why are you working here?" And I'm like, "You understand that like being being <laughs> do I get to answer being this rich question? are two different things, right?" Yeah. Do I need to answer this question?
1: Like, um, oh, if you buy me dinner, I can I'll give you the real answer. Right. <laughs> why, <laughs> why are you a server?
0: Money. <laughs>
1: it's like. <laughs> Well, it, and and this is an ironic story because my when my wife and I first went to um, when we were first getting together, uh, a waiter. Do you, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Evergreen Terrace. It's like Sounds
0: familiar. I don't very know. I'm not familiar, but I'm familiar with the sound of the name. Of the- very like screaming, scre- some <laughs> screamo, scream not screamo, screaming, but um, the the
1: lead singer Andrew. Uh, my brother was roommates with the band, and the lead singer was our uh, our, our waiter years ago. Um, and now they're on tour again after ten years touring Europe, and now they're touring Jacksonville in the U.S. a little bit. And and she sees him, and he's like crowd surfing, and 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 just like I mean, crowds and thousands of people. And, like she goes, "That's a server." That's a server. All he does is serve food. I'm like, what do you mean? He's, look at him. He is getting that. that He's got a stadium of people singing his music. She goes, I don't even think I, he got our order right. <laughs> I, she says, it, it was the Fig in Jacksonville. It was a new restaurant. Like he didn't, he, he, he didn't, you know, but like, it doesn't matter exactly what you're, you know, there's a difference between being rich and doing what you love to do.
2: Right.
1: and making right. people smile just happened you know you might get rich making people smile or you might get rich not but either what if,
0: way what you if, do what what if you all do. of a sudden i was like oh yeah my goal is to be the best server there is like <laughs> that's, a, that's not my <laughs> that's not my career that's not my love that's not my passion my passion is every other thing i am i thought yeah. some passion in it because like each table is like I get an opportunity to like make people smile or laugh, just like just like doing stand-up comedy. So yeah. like I'll try new jokes out. I I got this one that I do I do all the time. Uh, Let's hear it. I love. Uh, you know, like each table has like um like like coat racks, like they have like like a pole that has like hangers on it. Yeah. I'll be like I'll pull my phone out and I'll be like. Hey, you guys want to see this post that is infuriating me? And I've been trying to get him to take it down. And I'll be like, yeah, and I'll like and I'll start backing up and I'll back right into the poll. i am like, there it is. That <laughs> post that's been really bothering me. I'm trying to get him to take it down. All right.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm a one person crowd right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's but it's hard comedy. That's what I admire you. And what I was saying, like getting up and getting up, my brother told me, I mean, he worked like he's the manager of the biggest bar in St. Augustine, the most popular one for college kids. And I was like, I'm going to come up there and maybe I can just like, just throw like some stand up stuff. But I got to admit, you're going to be part of it. Cause it's my family. It's all my family. He goes, no, I was like, but, but, but you tell everybody I'm dead already. So they're not going to know you're my brother. So, that's going to be the start of the act is so uh, probably, uh, you know, m- majority of you guys probably don't know. Uh, Jason's my brother guy and you got, you know, and he, he just looked at me with a cold face and was like, that's not funny. Nothing you're going to say is nothing. You're going to say is funny. <laughs> so I admire, that's what I was saying. Like getting up and being able to do that is, it's just hard.
0: Well, I, I mean, I think, I think the, 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 way to, the way to start is to start. That's the, that's the advice you're going to get from anybody who's ever trying to tell you, like, uh, about getting into comedy. They're like, the way to start is to just go to an open mic. Um, maybe, maybe see what it's like the first time and don't go up yet. But, like, you look at these people, you get way less intimidated when you watch, when you watch like, nine people bomb. And you're like, okay, so bombing's not the worst thing that can happen. Like I bomb all the time. I does anybody drop the
1: mic, Does drop the mic and walk away? What? Does anybody drop the mic and walk away? No. No. See, see I'm that I, I'm that guy. Like when I quit it, like if I get unhappy at a job, I'd be like, I gotta, I'm, I'm gonna take my break, and they never see me again. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like I'd be on stage, and it would just like I would have no career after that. It was like, oh, that that guy just or that could just be my move. Like I could be a hilarious guy and then I get nervous and drop the mic and walk off the stage.
0: Well, I mean, I think, I think you've got to have a stronger will than, than like getting intimidated by, by um, like harsh reactions or uh, no reactions because like, like it doesn't, because people didn't get it, didn't mean it wasn't good. Yeah, so this means maybe you need to work on how you execute the the, the sentences or the way you format out like a set. When I look I look at comedy, like I watch so much comedy. I'm such a nerd for comedy, and I'm like, like really like I could probably talk to you about like tons of documentaries about stand up comedy. Like comedy stand up comedy documentaries are like one of my favorite things to watch, and. Getting inside the minds of like how people develop a a set, and
1: have you you heard like Cat Williams like uh, there's like a two two minute two little three minute thing about him talking about dark humor or uh, the oh yeah yeah he's like you know the passion behind dark humor is like you know the the, like a real comedian isn't you know that's just your average guy that makes you laugh but like yeah
0: that's that's kind of hacky it's kind of hacky to just say the the pleasy things yeah like you're kind of a you're kind of a pandery hack at that yeah, point exactly and mm-hmm. and and i love that like it's
1: on it's actually like on my repeat playlists when i go to bed i'll hear him and it's like that like him ta- him saying that's my motivation like it's like yeah like i can hear him saying yeah that's just your average bullshit comedian he's not your he's like it's the dark shit and that's what like when I go to my wife and say my dark humor, like I laugh so hard and some like, she's like, that's not, that's not, that's not normal that that happened. I, I, that didn't
0: happen for me. Sometimes (laughs) the people who know you the best aren't your key audience. Oh no. She's my worst worst for your jokes. I learned that through. (laughs) I learned that through trying to run shit past friends or, or uh, girlfriends, or my mom, or my brother. Well, it's tougher with my brother. He laughs at everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> my, bro- my, bro- my brother, my brother. I just, well, I'm sorry. I just want you. I just want to be like. It's so funny, Corey. <laughs> but
1: that's just me being funny. Okay, like I just, I love everybody,
0: and that's just. <laughs> sorry. I, go ahead. I have this. This. Bit that I've been doing, where uh, I, like I, I I call out the 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 mislead, yeah. Where I'll be like, I got my brother this job, uh, where I was working at the time, and it was it was like an office job. So like there there was like a chat screen on the on the computer where it said everybody's name, and then it added my brother's name. So we had the same the, we had the same uh, first initial and last name. So everybody's like, oh, that's your brother? That's your brother? You got your brother hired? What's your brother like? What's your brother like? What's your brother like? And all every day, people were harassing me about what my brother was like leading up to him starting to work there. And finally, in the in the, in the the lunchroom, I was like, if you think I'm funny,
2: wait until you meet my brother.
0: He thinks I'm hilarious. Okay. All I'm right. Like, that's a misdirect because you thought yeah. I was going to give him a compliment, but really- It was me saying he thinks I'm hilarious. Yeah, he, I'm the funny one. I'm the funny one. I'm the, he's the good looking one. (laughs) No, I'm funny and good looking one. Sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My brother is, too, believe it or not, he, he he would say, I, I, it's the only way I made it through high school. Like he, he was the popular. Hey, I was, is Jason, is Jason really your brother? Yeah. Or is, or, is jason gay because my brother uh was a high school track star who shaved his legs Mm. and uh was best friends uh, his best friend was gay and that was in the 2000s you know i don't think everybody was open then in the late 90s 2000
0: yeah um dude i understand it like uh, fully going back to let's like circle back Every this is sick cool as hell yeah Uh, but when when i had that that like let's be real harsh conversation with my father. He, he said to me, like, how come my oldest son hates me? And I said, he doesn't hate you. You don't exist to him. You yeah. just don't. But because, okay. Think about how much your dad sucked when you were a kid. Right mm-hmm. now, imagine. Well, and he was like, okay, yeah, I understand that my dad did suck. Like the, him and his brother, they act like their dad never existed they they like don't have pictures of him in their house they don't like him they don't they hate his guts and I was like that's not the way my brother is imagine imagine like how much you didn't like your dad now on top of that, think about if you were like confused about what you are and like yeah. it's not as socially acceptable and and you're and you're constantly making homophobic jokes, and he's uncomfortable about. Who he is now. Imagine you're 12 years old and you think you might be gay, but yep. your dad says faggot every other word. Like, what, <laughs> what? What do you? He's he's it's not that he hates you. Yep. He just realized you hated him so much that it'd be easier to act like you don't exist than to feel the resentment and the hate from you for who he is. Because yep. not like not only did You know, not only did you talk to him like shit, or you like said homophobic stuff back then, but then you, you'd say homophobic shit about him to other members of our family, and you didn't think that shit would get back to him. Yeah, like, like, why? Why do you not like?
1: You're lucky that he doesn't think you're dead, or doesn't you know doesn't doesn't talk shit or anything. Just the non-existence is yeah, him being him being nice. Um, But I mean, like.
0: they've talked again since then and everything's fine, but well, like, have you seen, you've seen the Adams project, the Adams project, Adams project,
1: uh, Ryan, that, uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds movie. Yeah. On Netflix. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, so there's, uh, he tells the story. Oh, is it? It's not that it, I'm sorry. It's not that one. It's the one with the rock red notice.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't so see that.
1: All right. See so red notice. He's talking about a story about his dad. Um, is like, I know you stole my watch. Where's my watch? And Ryan Reynolds is like, uh, he didn't take his dad's watch. His dad didn't talk to him for like a year and a half, two years, shows up at the dinner table one day and has the watch on his, on his wrist. He says, how are you? And and, and, like the movie, like if you can just find that part of the movie, it's like gut wrenching. And Ryan Reynolds is explaining to the rock. Like, you know, I know it's just a movie, but like part of it is just like the dad didn't talk to him a year because he thought he stole his watch. And because when he found the watch, it was just tucked away in his, his desk, and so he found it and didn't apologize or anything. Just was like, "Hey, son, how was your day?" You can't fucking do that. You have to acknowledge you were wrong. You have to. You have to acknowledge you're wrong and apologize for shit. Or, or, you know, but being so
0: unaware that you can't take accountability for shit, you should really take accountability for. Yeah, you have to
1: walk away from people like that.
0: It is. It is it is like what some people confuse as like big dick energy or some alpha shit like narcissism or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there's a, I don't I know. have
1: a, I have a bad issue saying my wife and, and son have no um, empathy or no compassion. I ha- it, it, it's, it's a big word. Um, empathy, especially mm-hmm. my wife though, has to have no empathy in her career when before with foster children, you know, you kinda have to put up a barrier of having a certain
0: Yeah, because you, you would constantly get your heart broken by all the sad, sad stuff. You gotta kinda desensitize your ability to uh empathize with everything. Exactly. And then... you empathize with your family, sure, but like you gotta separate that work from family. Kind of like kinda like how uh um... oh, so dumb. Uh my my trainer one of one of the men who trained me how to wrestle is gay mm-hmm. and he he completely separates what wrestling is to like sex stuff and i, I do the same thing i yeah. like i guess he put that programming into me as well where it's like those are fully different things yeah They're fully not like I, I don't i don't think about don't think wanting to do yeah. like wrestling stuff I don't think about that and like bedroom stuff in the same way. They're just no. fully, fully different. But like that same thing with what, like turning that part of like turning that part of it off just for the professionalism of it. And like, that, that, that's how I compared it to your wife's job.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no. And that's exactly what it, I mean, well, my sister wouldn't let a, a male gymnasium coach my niece because he had to touch her in that waste regional area. I called her crazy. You're crazy. Like, she's crazy. You know, like, you. how else can you te- how else could this gay trainer teach you appropriate maneuvers, you know, without touching you in spots mm-hmm. that are, you know, physical? So if if anything, it, you would be the one that I would be like, you know, you take, your, you're the one that would have to get out of the place, but you are the one that de Alfred and you know came down there it's not that he separated it you separated it because it was your career that you needed that gay trainer to teach you the moves and he got you comfortable with guys touching you all over and not having to worry about it and not going back into the bedroom
0: yeah you you gotta be careful about those narratives and how you control them when it comes to being physical with people
2: oh yeah yeah and like uh,
0: trust stuff (laughs) oh i'm very. thank i'm sure yes but i I want to ask you just a couple more things just a couple more quick things and then i'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake
1: Uh, no pun
0: intended right puns are always intended i don't know i don't i don't know who told you no pun intended Puns always intended when it comes to me. That's how I put the dad into the dad life even though I don't I'm not a dad.
2: Right, the dad jokes
0: is my life. Puns always intended. Yes. My back in the day, I used to I used to be on Tinder back when I was like single and stuff. And <laughs> I had my profile said, "Man bun muscles dad jokes." That is the only thing <laughs> my Tinder profile said. That's perfect. Mhm. Men, bun, muscles, dad jokes. That's me.
1: <laughs> Little
0: kids. <laughs> Little kids. No kids, no wife, none of that stuff. Damn. But, um... So... so the, <laughs> how many podcasts now have you been on? Through, through that organic, like, I'm going to slide into some DMs and see what people want. Or, uh, I think this is my fifth one. Okay, so on, on all those other podcasts that you've been on, what's the one question that you haven't been asked that you'd wished you've been asked? Uh, what's my goal with the 904 dad life? Okay, so what's your goal with the 904 dad life? <laughs>
1: Uh, well, now that I have it as a musical artist, um, you know, I, I want those songs to get out and, and inspire people and and actually get some people to sing those songs that can sing and get them out there. And I, it, it, coincidentally, I think this might have helped that. Yeah. You know, and uh, so the big goal is like, I really didn't know what the heck 904 Dad Life is. Nobody really knows what it is. And right now is like where I'm like narrowing it down to what I want it to be. And what I want it to be is to motivate people with whatever they think will literally motivate it. Like nine to four dead is a third person aspect for anybody. Anybody can use it. (laughs) It's weird. Like, I mean, like I can't explain it. And I think that's the best way to explain it is that it's a third person aspect do i run the domain yeah but like
0: you you know what i'm thinking about um i, I want i want to lend you something more and you can Go. you can use you can use this for sure because i think you might like I will. Uh, <laughs> so like you know how samuel jackson says mother, mother, mother all the time oh yeah yeah i oh, i yeah. now say that but instead of saying mother after i'll say yeah. Manifestor, like, oh, you—it's uh, the one that says "Bad Mother Manifestor" on it. <laughs> yeah, mother Manifestor. Who are you talking oh. to, Manifestor? <laughs> Manifest,
1: Manifestor. Well, like, I, I mean, I became—it's stupid because I have to—I I have to mention around 904 or de- Like, when I like, I like when I go to make some connections, that they're—they're they're like, "How do I know you?" I'm like, I—I I, I don't know. And they're like, uh, no, I've seen you on Instagram. And they're like, uh, maybe nine hundred four dad life, like, because literally, I try to post local. Like when I see local stuff going on, local photography, anything, I will. We take selfies of people, we take pictures and tag people all day. Uh, food trucks, you know, stuff like that. Um, I just like that's that's what I a tagline is what I do need to come up with. Because I don't like 904 Dad Life. I'm sorry to say it, but it's not that I don't like it. My wife doesn't like it. She hates 904 Dad Life because she hates that I've been out here for almost two hours talking with you. Why? No, because she doesn't know what 904 Dad Life is. And she doesn't realize that, you know, the thousand clicks on the website a day that it gets or anything like – to me, it's making her husband happy and it's making somebody like, I mean, people are clicking it for a dang reason. And the 904 dead life is hard to comprehend what it is.
0: You're building but, bridges, man. You're building bridges so that
1: it'll all make sense. That's that's what I try to tell people. I'm a, I I A big thing I say is I'm a connector and like mm-hmm. you just said, you're building bridges to con, like, I, I just want to connect and that's when I will be successful enough. Like, I will be successful when somebody can walk up to me, say something, and I know a person to give it. That I can be like, oh, give me a minute. Bam. Here you go. Like, I truly want – like, I've answered a question recently that somebody asked me. is like, what is one thing you really want people to know <clears throat> is I honestly don't need money to make me happy. But I do know money is the, is the key behind happiness. I know money makes my wife happy. I know I know money takes um takes stuff to buy food in the house to make my kids happy. I know I have to have a roof over my head and that takes money. I know you know everything really does take money. So fuck the people that say money isn't happiness because the more money you have the less stress you have to get that shit to people.
0: Did you, <laughs> you ever that, do you, you know Daniel Tosh? Oh, yeah. Have you yeah. listened to his stand up ever? Yes, sir. He's it's money doesn't buy happiness. That phrase should be followed by just kidding. Yeah. It, Have money, you ever seen anybody frown on a wave runner? I, just, I, I think I heard it
1: because I listen to comedy when I go to bed at night. Yeah.
0: I'd love to see
1: you see somebody frown on a wave. Runner. Like, but no, it's true. Like, and and, and, and that's the key is like, my wife like we my wife is so happy when that bank account is full and 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 when it lowers the happy the the I'm gonna, I'm gonna say happy i'm gonna say the bitchiness level goes up and up as the bills come in and come in and and and, and unfortunately some people thrive on money
0: well the thing is like like so a lack of money is a lack of of security so you like you have insecurities around money and you're like playing things in a in a desperate like desperate plea to figure out what's next so you you ease some of that with money You, you like life is a little more a little you're not as sad as you are when you're broke so it's not that it buys happiness it just buys this the ability to shut off that sadness almost like
1: we said it buys us uh buys us happy mississippis happy mississippis (laughs) yeah you know it buys us a few extra happy mississippis if you Mm -hmm. have a few more paychecks lying around Mm -hmm. you know instead of living paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. um because we are we are a very blessed family but by means we live paycheck to paycheck because My wife lives with uh, a guy named Dean, aka uh, uh, Willy Nilly, Nilly Willy, like Willy, whatever you want to say. When I got a buck in my pocket, I want to spend it. If I don't spend it on myself, I'm going to spend it on the person in front of me in line because they're a dollar short. Like I am Willy Nilly, and she, she's Willy Nilly's accountant, and it's it's tough. It is tough when you live paycheck to paycheck and want to be Willy, you know.
0: Dude, I used to be—I don't, I don't want to say that I used to be because I'm still this type of way. Where I see if I see somebody walking on the side of the road, and like I, I want to stop and pull over and let and give them a ride to wherever they're heading. That's yeah. like a thing I, I always wanted to do. But uh I, I was like, I was leaving work the one day and I saw a guy walking with a gas can on the side of the road, and I I just pulled over and I was like, get in, dude. Like, where are you headed? Let's go. And and. Uh, as we're as we're going the guy's like oh dude like this is so nice you got such good energy you got such great karma coming your way and then and then i was like you know like just like if i knew if it was me and i was walking on the side of the road with a gas can and it was this hot out i'd want somebody to offer me a ride to my car which is you know not that far away and he was like oh such good karma such good karma like this energy that you got coming to you this is coming back around you know you're gonna have some real blessings in your day and i was like oh is that your car right there and i pulled over and i let him out and he's like he's like thanks for doing this man this is what us white brothers do for each other and i was like <gasps> oh no i want to i was you, back. Like, you can't be a nazi and talk about karma sir you just can't do it <laughs> <laughs> this, this sucks though yeah, it's like that's <laughs> like I'm gonna be real careful about who I'm trying to pick up from now uh, on. No, and, dude, that's
1: my life story. Like that would ha- that is something like completely would happen to me. Thinking I'm doing something nice, and then I mm-hmm. like would feel all, like I just gave a Nazi to to kill his next Jew. Yeah, sweet, nice. Like, mm, hope he has a
0: great day. I, I feel grateful. well. He'll get to where he's going <laughs> sooner. <laughs> No wonder he was so damn happy you picked him. so <laughs> you ran out of the gas on your way to a hate a hate rally. If <laughs> well, I can help you get there a little quicker. Hey, go to Corey Castle's here. <laughs> no,
1: and but no, I I kind of get where you're going because I help people a lot, and it's like they you can tell they've never even thought about helping anybody, mm-hmm. or never even thought about pulling over or, or or giving it you know anything, and that's okay. Yeah, because they it's okay to be safe. And do you guys have Wawa? We just got a Wawa. We just got a Wawa on a Bucky's, man. You got a Bucky's up there?
0: I don't know what that is.
1: You don't know what a Bucky's is? Don't make me get my children inside and tell you. We don't have a
0: we don't have a Bucky's.
1: Bucky's, you're gonna have to get on the Google. Do you know what Google is? No, we don't have that. (laughs) It's World Wide Web. It's the www.com. You, well, so, Buck, Bucky, Bucky's has like 100 gas pumps. Uh, they're known for um, like, uh, it's stupid. It's stupid. We just got our first one. They're big in Texas. Mm-hmm. But I think you guys have one. You guys just got one up going up like North Carolina.
0: So, they're making their way
1: up to you. Okay.
0: Well, I'm sorry. We don't have them yet. But So, uh, go brag about miss, your Wawa. Brag some more to Wawa's to me because we just got one. So, the thing, like, I, I went, um, I, I, it was, it was hot.
2: It was one, <laughs> one, one more
0: hot, hot day. I go into Wawa almost every day and grab a jug. This is what I do all the time. And, uh, as I was walking out of the Wawa with my jug, there was this home, homeless, homeless guy sitting there and he was sweating his ass off and he was like, oh. and I was like, I handed him my jug and, and, uh, and I was like, here take this and he's like what and i was like it's water drink the water right and the, and the guy was like oh thank you and then didn't say anything more went right back into wawa got a new jug and started walking out and this guy this guy who was watching me was like that was that was such a that was such a really nice thing that was a great thing and i was like i wasn't doing it for anyone to see i wasn't yeah. doing but now that I was thinking then and, and later on, I was thinking about it and I was like, well, maybe now this guy who watched me do that will do <laughs> things like that. And so like that, that more comes back to the defining a man, defining exactly. what a man is doing yes. things because it's right, not because someone's seeing it. And that's also probably why I don't post a lot of stuff on Facebook and and Insta- I mean, not as much. I don't post a lot on social media. Yeah. No, I,
1: I make fun of my wife a lot because being an avid, like, like when I say avid surfer, there's my quiver back here, like behind me and I, I can't tell you how many people's lives I've saved. And my wife have her cell phone in her back pocket, just watching me on the beach. And then I'll get on the beach and be like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't record that. that that's like prime news news report right there. We, I would have been on the 6 PM news. And the only reason why I say that jokingly is because, I would have 904 dad life across the news for the whole county and everything to see, <laughs> 904 dad life saving, me. and you know pu- that's awesome publicity. That's the only reason why I
0: yeah you want to get yourself over, brother. Yeah, You <laughs> gotta get yourself over, dude. Right. If you want to be
1: part of the 904 dad life squad, you got to get out here and save some life. <laughs> it, it it isn't about that, but I sometimes I I, I say it jokingly to her. So you didn't film that, huh? She's like, no, my, uh, it's okay. I'll get the next one. Um, but it happens so often where, um, I mean, we live in Florida. We're surrounded by water. It's it's a natural instinct for me to uh, be in the water if I see somebody that is got you know. Um, I mean, we get so many tourists. If they're floating around, and it's 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 not hard to save somebody's life. A it's not hard to hold open a door for somebody and make their day. It, like I, I put this question out there once, like, are you somebody that holds the door open and looks behind you when you walk out? Or are you like those people at Publix? I don't know if y'all have Publix up there. Uh, no, just, but I'm
0: familiar with that. I'm just familiar with what Publix is. Okay.
1: Is you know, the girl like a normal grocery store, like do you just bolt out? Like they just like, okay, we're done shopping and they bolt out and they don't look either way. And, uh, mm-hmm most people most people don't look back to hold doors and i think that's crazy like that some that you would just open a door and not think to look back to to see another person come in to slam that door in their face
0: right yeah i mean
1: to me it's it's common courtesy but you know not you know talking about politics i learned one person's common sense is not another's
0: common sense it ain't that common exactly
1: yeah like and i when i heard that my mind blew up and i would i I said i will never say use your common sense because common sense is it's just rare it's all different
0: i i had a joke about holding doors it was my first joke i ever did on stage it got me a huge reaction and then i was like hooked on stand-up comedy good i remember it was the the first thing i did i said uh i i was walking out of a wawa And this woman was walking ahead of me and she held the door open. And uh, I was, I was, I walked out and I was turning around to her to say thank you. But she had already said, you're welcome. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, you can't do that. You can't, you can't do a thing that prompts me. Like you have to be prompted to do that. So I turned to her and I was like, ooh, tight. And she was like, what? I didn't sneeze. I didn't say thank you. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I catch myself doing that too, though. Like, um, it's that whole joke where you know people just like, "Have a nice flight." Yeah, you too. Yeah, that's Brian Regan.
0: Brian Regan does that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. But Brian Regan is (laughs) like, he had the the joke when he's like, got out of a taxi cab and the guy was like, "Have a nice flight." You too. You too. If you ever go flying somewhere, don't look at me. I'm a moron. (laughs) (laughs) But that, and I do it. I do it all the
1: time. I it's a Southern hospitality thing, maybe um, mm-hmm. because I got the reaction. I'm 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 a few person that holds the door open and looks back. I'm wasting a lot of Mississippi's um, holding doors for make believe friends mm-hmm. coming. Yeah, you know, I'm just hope like hoping somebody will come by and I can talk to them. But it's 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 not really that. It's I I, I look left on a one way street, mm-hmm. or you know I look both ways. It's,
0: well, you, you maybe maybe it's maybe it's the ghosts you're holding the door open for. That's the name of that album that you put out, right? The ghosts. Ghost singers. Ghost singers. Multiple. Maybe the you're holding the door open for those other ghost singers to go right out. Trying. They're, they're going out fast. They're going out fast. So they're actually ghost zingers. Ghost. <sighs> yeah, you're ghost good. Zing. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, what uh, normally going back to that whole part of the, like on the record stuff Yeah, on the record stuff. I, <clears throat> it's important to me to mention how grateful I am that, that you've wasted all these Mississippis on chatting with me. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited about this kind of like just being the beginning of it. Uh, yeah. The beginning of what, you know, what we're going to build. I want to give you the opportunity, like m- make sure that if you ever feel like you're you have no idea what to do, or you just need a friend, you need somebody to talk to, you need some advice, you want to talk about stand up, you want to try to write some stuff, I would love to be that resource for you. Awesome. So nice, and uh,
1: and, and and vice versa. Right.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I got some tools. I got some tools. And
0: and, and one one more thing that you can take I'm from sorry. me that I say all the time, uh, I say verse visa. I like that because it's the same thing it just is. Twist it around.
1: Aloha. Aloha. It's aloha.
0: It's aloha. Versa. You
1: know, well, you've been giving me a lot of good ones and all I've been giving you is this Mississippi crap. Uh uh Austin Hey,
0: don't don't minimize your contributions. We're having fun here. We're we are. We're enjoying this this flow.
1: It is. It's 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 been great and I think like I said, like I think I started with we should have hit record right when we started um we'd be three hours then, i think or two and a half two Probably. plus but uh, uh like, like i said I, i've got a good joe dirt story and the joe dirt movie ends very good you know like he you uh, know he ends up with hot ass blonde and you saw my wife she ain't bad and 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 you everybody's hearing my personality it, it, it's surprising i can have that smart a beautiful woman in my house so for for that being said, anybody that's watching, you can be a dorky nerd that likes Rookie.
0: wrestling, that like wrestling and Lord of the Rings and-, <laughs> and and Yeah, like this is this is okay. Uh, I have to always mention this. Um the the handsome face and the in the good body that you see in front of you, it it took a long time to get there. It I does. I, I, first, I didn't just wake advice, up like this, I had to work real hard at it, and that's an the other part of me saying that, and this is another thing that you can use, apply it. If it, if it works, if it applies, apply it. Uh, there, there is a billion dollar industry of self-help books. There is no section in a bookstore called self fix. Yep. You gotta stay doing the work. The work is never done.
2: Yep. So-
1: <laughs> and I, and, and I, I end all my things with like, what are, like what's your main thing? Like what you said, nine hundred four dad life. Um, it's to save the one hundred and fifty on therapy for men, because before COVID, I was a I, I was a, a receptionist at a, a psychologist's office, and what I saw was, a, barely little very little men came into the office, and very little men came back to the office. The ones that came back were the actual nice guys that would have conversations with me at the window while making their payment and stuff like that. The other ones were the ones that would bypass the window and call or, you know, um, but that, that's, that's, that's it is like if more guys spent two hours, like we just saved $300 by bullshitting because <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, I think you almost shed a tear in there too, you know, and you've definitely been hitting some marks with me and, and making me feel, feel some things, man. And we've saved $300 combined at $600 cause it's 150 for, uh, an hour session down here in Florida,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and more men don't realize that they just sat down and talked to each other and actually bullshitted. They would actually be like, "Okay, I feel a little bit better, and I might have just said some stuff I might shouldn't have said." And um, I who's going to hear? Well,
0: and like, only, you know, that's the other hear? part of me going like, that's the other part of me going like, I can say it, but like, if any, if it's gonna. If somebody who uh, hears like it's not not everybody's going to hear this, not everybody's yeah. going to watch this, not everybody like they'd have to make an effort, they'd have to go out of their way to hear yeah. some of this stuff, and that that's why I constantly say how grateful I am to the people who have gone out of the way, how oh, yeah. much they they've they've, they've uh, invested their the currency of their their time and their effort on on checking on anything I've ever done or yeah. thing I'll ever continue to do. The, the, that one other thing was, I was going to give you the opportunity at this point to ask me anything or tell me anything you want to say, um, or, you know, however you want. The floor is yours just for just a moment. Do it. No.
2: Uh,
0: ask
1: me whatever you want. Oh man. I I I mean I did my job. I got a lot out of you, and that's you know, I got a lot of you more than I did from Google. uh, To be honest.
0: Um, Oh, you googled you googled me. Did you find anything, anything, uh, anything that stood out? Nah, dude. uh, You last night. uh,
1: I I showed you to my son, and I said, uh, you remember, buddy? I told you how you could be a stuntman. And he was like, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast with a stuntman. He's like, no, you're not. I said, like, yeah, uh, yeah, this guy. And, you know, I pulled it up. So, um, I, you know, I'll take the floor <clears throat> to take the time to ask how to – how do you shuffle in, you know, how do you shuffle in going from comedian to being like a, a hard-ass stuntman?
0: I mean, I, I haven't been hired a ton to do a lot of stunts. But um, you've done some, I, you've done a little bit, right? Uh, just a, just a few things, but it's like I was there anyway doing something and stunts were involved and I was like let me do it. I'd rather me do it because I'm a worker. Like I'm I'm used to like I'm used to taking bumps. I'm used to being in uh, staged combat. Like that that's yeah. that, that part of that's part of what, you know, my my life has been for the last 24 years. So well, just,
1: yeah, but I guess, you know, I think like it gets to a point where like the Rock is like, yeah, okay, Rock, we know you can do the stunt, but we got to put a double in for you. You know, there's gonna get to a point for insurance purposes. Yeah,
0: insurance I, purposes. I'm 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 quite a bit far removed from being on the Rock status when uh, it comes.
1: You, you tell me to stop selling myself short. You got to stop selling yourself short. Well, no.
0: dude, I, it's not that I'm selling myself short. I'm selling the Rock up. Like, dude, The Rock,
2: (laughs) and and I always go back to like,
0: I always go back to like the '90s, like The Rock. The Rock was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite wrestlers when I was a wrestling fan. can
1: smell what he's cooking, man.
0: So, so it's like I always tell, I always say to people like, The Rock was ours first, as wrestling fans. He was ours first, and we let the rest of you have him. We let the rest of you have him, and we're like, we appreciate The Rock so much more than you guys can imagine who aren't wrestling fans, who didn't grow up oh, yeah. watching every title, every title defense he ever had, every big title match, every good promo he ever did. The, the, go- the goosebumps were always real. Oh, and yeah. when he called himself the most electrified, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm marking out too hard right now. No, you're no, no. You're when, do, when he would do a promo, like he would really shoot, like you'd, you'd really feel the electricity and like, he nailed it with saying that he was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Like he was. And but, look,
1: it, but, but listen to how he, you just ended it. He he because you because you're saying how you're portraying yourself. He he went out there and made himself the best sports entertainer. Right. Entertainer. So he knew that he was going beyond that ring.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even then. He knew it. Hey, have you heard this? Have you heard the story of him in his like first outfit? Like going, like staring himself in the mirror, like his very first like wrestling match. You got to find it. I, I wish I knew.
0: Where I heard when he was it. doing Flex Cabana, like I wearing purple and everything like that. Like yeah, I, I remember watching it. I remember when I was I was at my friend's house. We were watching the Survivor Series '96 when Rocky Mayavia <laughs> Uh, I re- I remember it. I yeah. still remember it like it was yesterday when he had like his his little froey hair and, yeah. and he had all the the tassel he had the tassel yes. on, and he was like oh. he was being desperate he was desperate for baby face pops he you wanted have, that fire so hard you have to go find him
1: talking about himself talking to himself in the mirror before that show
2: mm-hmm.
0: before that
1: match because he's like he's like i'm back there trying to say how cool i look and everything and he it, it, it he dudes but entertainer he was mm-hmm. the whole thing behind it was he's an entertainer and he, he 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 knew he was more than the Rock. We love my my son lo, knows the Rock as the actor, the Rock, and every everything. Oh, but course. Course
2: but
1: you know he he also knows we're like trying to we try to go back and and and, and tell our kids the old cool stuff about people. You know like. <sighs> You know, three six mafia for rap. It, for it, you know, there's there's the new age rap that I can't even name one person, and then we got three six and uh, George Strait compared to uh, yeah, yeah, this guy's talking about country music. This is where I black out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there, there, there's Garth Brooks, and, and then, then there's <laughs> like Blake Shelton, who's like, hey, I like, yeah, he's not. He's not country as country as Garth Brooks was.
1: Yeah, and that being said, I've seen Luke Bryan six times in Florida, and my wife had to see him in Vegas for our 10-year anniversary <laughs> because he's so much different in Vegas, you know. Because uh-huh. what happens there stays there. <laughs> I'm I'm in Florida talking about it. That's just a...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'll you, tell tri- you, Luke Bryan you, you broke here. the rules. <laughs>
1: I'll tell everybody that what happens in Vegas leaves Vegas and Luke Bryan's the same in Vegas as he is in Florida. <clears throat> Did I take my time on the show to use that? That's what I used? To you call know, Luke Bryan out?
0: This is Dude, value. There is value in all of that. And I would not try to minimalize that in any way. No, not at all. At the, the, the way we wrap up every episode is... Uh, stop me if you've heard this. Have, do you, have you heard this part?
1: You know, go. I want to go. I want to have you
0: prepared. Have you prepared? I
1: have not prepared.
0: (laughs) So, what I'll do is hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This has been the first episode of your new podcast, Evolving with 904 Dad Life. All right. In the most Jerry Springer's final thought type of way, what are some of the most valuable takeaways and some of the most important lessons that would help somebody evolve to a better version of themselves tomorrow than they are today?
1: Oh god! Find out, find out, find out early on as fast as possible when your parents are compulsive liars, um, because that'll help you out. Like when you know your parents are compulsive liars, that they'll lie about the color of the sky. Bam! They, like I, I found that at age twelve. Bam! It helps you. Everything's a lie out their mouth except for love. That you know, then you don't have to get so mad at everything. You're, you know, the false hopes, everything, anything. Don't expect them to show up. Uh, Jerry Springer. So be more Jerry Springer. Um, don't uh, uh, don't make the same mistake as Michael, uh, <laughs> my sperm donor. Uh, don't have sex with your brother's wife. And, uh, you know, I think that will always come and kick your ass in the end, no matter how years down the road you might want to come back and apologize. Your son might say, hey, you're not a good role model. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, did, you did your brother's uh, your wife. I don't want my son to think that's okay, you know. So uh, I hope that's
0: Jerry Springer.
1: Good enough. Quality. <laughs> I go no, a
0: little no, bit. normally. I uh, nor- so I I usually do it the other way around and ask this thing, which this, this segment that I always do, which I think will be will, will be really cool for you, and, the, and then we'll 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 wrap it up at that point. I always say <clears throat> uh, how important all the stuff on the record is. What we're talking about on the record, in this audio, this video, this recording okay. outliving us, right? Gotcha. So let's say <clears throat> let's say right now you're speaking to the uh, 2042 version of your kids. This is audio time travel. You're speaking directly to them and give them a cool time stamp on what this what this time is and uh, gotcha. who ideally you'd like for them to turn out to be and then kind of like do a little check-in with themselves. So you're speaking directly to them right now. What are you saying?
1: All right, Bodie, stop being a dick to yourself, and or stop being a dick to everybody. Learn that you are, you're a smart. You are smart. You're not smarter than everybody. All right, Uh, Cecilia, listen to your mom. She is not as hot as you, babe. I'm sorry, Uh, and I know that's wrong to say that about my six year old, uh, but. Girl, you're so beautiful that you are going to be way beautiful, way more than your mother. You're not going to have to worry about the door openings or anything like that. Um, (laughs) And don't be snobby about it. Hold doors open for people because you are gorgeous and smile at the the people that weren't expecting to get smiled at. And you're already naturally like that. Cecilia, like you are naturally gorgeous and your mom just doesn't have that empathy. Your mom's gorgeous and beautiful and she's 70, 80 years old right now and she's still mean to me and I still love her because she's kept me, you know, in line. Um, she's probably pushing the wheelchair while we're washing, watching the show uh, to your veterinarian whatever, but um, you never got, you're never married, so I know that for a fact. You're, you're not pretty enough to get married because you're way too gorgeous and way. Corey's, Uncle Corey's looking at you like, what the heck? Why, why can't she get married? She's, there's no guy good enough for you now. There's no guy good enough for you 30 years from now. I don't care what anybody says. They can mine their biscuits and gravy and, <laughs> and everything. But uh, with all that being said, um, yeah. So, kids, uh, Bodie, A. Stop being a dick and things will be a lot more smoother because you're a smart kid. And Cecilia, keep doing what you're doing, but just lay off your mom a little bit.
0: Dean, do you do any impressions? Do you have any impressions of, of any characters, any <coughs> famous characters? Uh, yeah, I got a, I got a few. Um, What's your best impression? It'll hurt my throat. I can use sling blade. Okay. So, okay. Well, n- the 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 real wrap up is normally I have you do your best impression and say the catchphrase of the show the way I close it out I always say be fun have safe keep evolving in your sling blade voice
1: wait let me just I'd rather do let's do it in uh, be safe say it again
0: be fun have safe so it's just like be oh, it's just yeah. like be safe have fun but you switch the words <clears throat> all right.
1: Be fun, have safe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Keep evolving. <laughs> and don't you forget evolving either. Mm-hmm. Keep safe. Keep. <laughs> Let me hear it one more time. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Be fun, have safe, keep evolving. Mm-hmm. Don't chop your mama's head off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It might sound fun but it'll get you in trouble
0: be safe then, then you gotta live with that crap
1: mm-hmm. you gotta live with the, 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 the I, um you gotta call uh, a,
0: you better call a,
1: a he said you ought to call a hearse instead of an ambulance and- so
0: anybody, anybody listening if this is your first time checking out the podcast the first time checking out evolving with corey castle and go back to the archives. There are tons of episodes. I hope you can find something that's valuable in this. I hope you can find something that's valuable in, in older episodes. I hope you hit subscribe so that you can find something that's valuable in the next, the next episodes that are yet to come. You know, be, be kinder to yourself. Be kinder to others. Um, break those generational chains, man. This is all, all you can ever do. Is try to think about being you know opposite of toxic. If you can be as if you can be, if if you have to ask yourself what would Corey Castle do, do it. If you feel like if you feel like you want to reach out to me and you feel like you want to talk to me, if you feel ever like you don't have a friend, you've you got a friend in me, you ain't never had a friend like me. I'm the genie. Be fun, have safe, keep evolving.
2: And...